Find podcast for the week of August 17th, 2012. I'm Sarah. I'm here with the editor-in-chief of ComicVine.com, Tony Guerrero. And uh, Corey is here as well. Hey. Welcome, Corey. Thank you. So, Sarah's a little sick, so yeah, you, might, you might hear funny. some sniffing. Pitch under the weather. So if I blow my nose, excuse me in advance. <laughs> I don't have a blow nose button. Do Damn. you? Do you? No, I don't. Oh, I well, actually, there's only one cough button in here. I think. I think it's, it's on Corey's side. Oh, sweet! So but that only works on your mic. I think. God damn it! I don't think it works on everyone's mic. Oh wait, is this a cough button? Is this? Nope. Does this work? Nope, I still hear you. No, okay. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Let's just start pushing random buttons in this studio. I think you just turned off the lights downstairs or something. <laughs> so I guess we will start. Um, I don't even know what to start with. Um, Avengers vs. X. Avengers vs. X Men number ten. Oh boy, Matt um, Alfring, not a fan or uh... well, just a, a series overall. Um, <laughs> my my thoughts on this series is it's 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 strange because the book comes out every two weeks, except for the next issue, which four is weeks. Four, four weeks. So it comes out every two weeks, but it it still feels like not a lot is happening because <laughs> we're we're getting. Lots of glimpses of fights, even though we have the versus book, which I don't even think I'm. We're I'm getting. I don't those think anymore. you're getting those anymore because I they're, I don't know how often those come out. They're kind of boring. They're, it's yeah. once a month. I like them, but do you? Yeah, they're just fights. Yeah, I mean that's you know you need to know what you're getting into, but I, I think it's like Psylocke Daredevil, for instance. I thought was one of the more interesting. I did not see that fights. So, um, but this one was was. I, I like this for the most part. I mean, first of all, I, I love the, the Adam Kubert art, which was just amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I, really I like how it starts off. So um, Cyclops, last issue, he figures out that they're all in Kunlun. So he, he's able to cross the dimensional barriers. He gets there. And then it's Iron Fist of all people who's going to stand up to him. And so, I, you know, just a little bit of a cool. of a um, mismatch in powers. Yeah, it doesn't Cyclops go, having all the, you know, doesn't go great for Danny. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's, it's just, I thought it was really cool just how he stands up and just, you know, and, and yeah. you, you see a lot of the other, like, um, not really spoiler, but you see like a, a recuperating Hawkeye, you know, all bandaged up, you know, he comes up and, and it yeah, was that just, that was silly too. And it, it just, just right through them. Yeah. I mean, it looks just with the art. I mean, it's just really cool seeing it all depicted this way. And I mean, if it was like another artist, it might not have been as cool. So, you know, we, we got a lot of things happening. Um, the stuff with like Scarlet Witch and the stuff that, that hope does. Cause I mean, this is also, it, it's supposed to be about hope and she hasn't really been doing a lot here because she's been on the run or she's been hidden or she's been training. So it's cool that she's finally doing something. I have no idea what's going to happen at the end of this. Like what's going to happen with hope. I was hoping for more. Not, no joke there. Mm-hmm. I was I was um hoping that Scarlet Witch would have a bigger role. I mean, she is here, and she does have a bigger role in the Infinite series, an Infinite issue that also came out this week. So if you bought the physical copy and you get the code for the the digital, you get the free Avengers versus X Men Infinite comic was number it ten. Good? It was it was it was not as good as the other ones. I mean, the other ones were really cool. I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, I'll talk about that in just a sec. Um, so this one, there's some cool things that happened, but then it, it felt like it abruptly ends. 
Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and and it's kind of like okay, issue's over, so we got to wrap this up so we can keep you in suspense for next issue. So that just kind of bothered me how the overall series it feels like not a lot's happening, even though it's every two weeks and there's a lot of action and a lot of glimpses at little fights that you got to get the versus series to get that, and then it just just stopped. So it, I don't know. I really do like seeing Hope in in Kunlun just because I think it, it, it's it's an interesting role for her because you know she's kind of got the mutant mimicry, which is. Kind of a well-worn power, to be to be frank. It's it's been used a lot before, uh, and so like to sort of add this this other layer to to her abilities of like, and we we catch a glimpse at perhaps something very strange that I won't spoil, but uh, just like sort of when when Spider-Man learned kung fu, I thought that was also an interesting kind of yeah layer. I thought it, to was, add. I thought it was better than some of the other Avengers versus X-Men issues. Yeah, I mean, I, I, this whole series has been like like a roller coaster. I mean, there's, I was like, I, I still remember the first issue, I was actually excited by it. And then the second issue, and it's just kind of dragged on and then some cool stuff happens and it just fizzles out. And, it, it just didn't need to be this long, I think, is, is really... And, it, and yeah. it's, it's strange all agree on. <laughs> that, you know, with every two weeks, it feels like still not a lot's happening. Yeah. So uh, Olivier Coipel is doing the next issue. I'm not sure if he's doing issue 12 also. Um, and then, uh, so the Infinite comic deals, it's mainly Iron Man, um, Beast, and Scarlet Witch working on this plan. Because, like, and w- it's weird here. So you should probably read the Infinite comic first. You can buy it separately digital. I think it's one ninety nine. But, again, if you bought the physical, I, I think also if, if you get the comic, if you get Avengers vs. X-Men number 10 digitally, I think you also get the Infinite comic for free with there. Or you can just get that, which I don't know why you would just get that separately. But... Um, cause like on the first page, Tony Stark's working in his lab and he's like, it's, it's too soon. So I don't know how that this really fits in because the infinite comic shows them working on some stuff and they bring Scarlet Witch and they do some like cool things with her to prepare this big plan they have, which doesn't really go very far in the actual issue, but you see a lot more of it and it's the, the potential with what they do is really cool. Um, and with her, so we know, um, she's getting a, a new costume. Right, I didn't look at that stuff that you, you yeah, were talking about. Yeah, it's like a trench coat. It looks bizarre. And that's in the regular. It's not ultimate. That's regular that's Marvel. Regular Havoc, yeah. Scarlet Witch, and Rogue. Yeah, so I knew like oh. Havoc was getting a new look, but so I don't know what what they're going to do with Scarlet Witch either. And I, I was really hoping she'd have a bigger role in in this. I was really hoping she would continue to be with Doctor Doom, but no. Yeah. <laughs> So that's um, Avengers vs. X-Men. I don't think anything, there's anything else to say about that. But still, with the Infinite comic, I, I do like the format of that. And I, I don't think it would be as cool if that was a regular printed comic. Just And, you know, yeah, you have a lot of the same panels used over. And then you get, you know, like a new character pops in or or the character moves their head a little bit. Right? So I just think it's it's almost like a motion comic yeah. that, you know, it adds a little more to it. Um, the AR stuff, I'm I'm just getting pissed with that stuff because <laughs> half the time it doesn't work. And I don't know really? if, if there's um, – I've noticed sometimes if, if I try doing it like early in the morning mm-hmm. or early in the day, it's it like it, – so I don't know if it needs to load up somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, wherever the app is accessing whatever it's accessing. You mean early Wednesday. Yeah, so early on but Wednesday. early Wednesday is already like noon in – Yeah. So, I mean, it should be up. And, and there's just sometimes where I'll sit there and, and, and like, I think it was the last issue. I felt like I spent more time 
trying to get the panels to do something on my iPad than I did actually reading the comic. Because mm-hmm. you, you know, sometimes you got to move it around, and then it, like it'll catch it at some weird angle, and you know, you you pull it up, you you go in closer. So it, I don't. Know, it's the, I didn't feel like this one had like nothing that I even remember. It's usually just like. It's like the, Axel Alonso talking. It, there was even the that. Screen. I mean, it, it's a lot of times it's like here, here's the the page, here's the pencils, here's the inks, here's the color. Which you know, sometimes that's kind of neat because I like seeing the different versions sometimes. But that's yeah. not that big of a deal. There was that one where some physicist guy talked about how you could like actually destroy the Earth or something like that. That <laughs> so was like, that's that was good information goofy. to get out there. It was really goofy. <laughs> I think that was the first one where they had like a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, and you know, I know like Jason Aaron has talked before. And I think Matt Fraction might have talked before. You know, and Bendis has Bendis, talked. Yeah, once. I think I have Brian um, Bendis on your desk. I think it would be more interesting if they integrated the AR technology with the Infinite Comics, like I think they did for the first one, right? Um, I don't remember. It was animated. Yeah, I mean, because the, the covers that usually... That was really cool. This cover, because usually when I check the covers, it's like the old stuff. But again, that could be just when I'm checking it. This cover has like a really nice recap of everything that's been going on. So if you missed an issue, you can find out there. But, Using the AR? Yeah. If you just like, you know, hold it to the cover. I think that it makes sense to use it that way. But um, I think that it's kind of boring to have like... The creators just sit there and talk about it, you know, and it yeah. sort of takes you out of the story. Yeah. Like if if they were animating panels, that would be cool. I mean, it could be something that, you know, maybe you read through the comic, then you check it again. So it doesn't interrupt it. And it, yeah. it could be like, you know, commentary on a DVD. You know, some people like that. Some people might say, well, you know, you're trying to watch a movie and then someone's talking over it. So I don't know. Uh-huh. But it seems like they're they're planning a more AR stuff with. Like the Marvel Now stuff, mm-hmm. you know, you're seeing the logo on there. So I, I don't know, but that's enough of that. Um, Uncanny X Force number twenty nine. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was kind of weird because um, Psylocke like stabs herself. Like that, in- I got to say that really bothered me. Why? Just a whole. She's not a samurai. Well, why? Why even? Like a, if you she's, look, she's, like, a, she's a ninja. Well, Sapuku was like later. She was. It was later used. Um, not not only by uh, samurais. So also, if she was trying to seppuku, she was doing it incorrectly. So I, I think she may have just been trying to kill herself. No, was, the, um, was in it the, really? Yeah, it was. Um, it it was explained in the in the beginning oh, okay. of, of the issue that she was trying to do that, hmm. but then she didn't because she missed her spine, and right, then right, 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 right. and then she tried. But then she didn't have like the strength to just one inch, one more inch. That's the problem I had with it. Is like she stabs herself. She's like down and she's kind of weak. And then next panel, she's like up and running away from the Punisher. And I'm like, what? How? How do you go from like not being able to to like cut your spinal cord to like running? I don't know why she didn't just like disembowel herself or. You know, I mean, she she should have you know just with like bleed out like let, let her pull her intestines out her, or you know, her stomach. You know, she's got a, a blade. You know, slit her throat. That was my biggest problem with it. I do think that like some of the mental manipulation towards the end that we saw was pretty cool. But uh, that last page, I was like, mm, no, that's <laughs> really weird. I hope that doesn't happen. It's going to happen. That's the dumb. future. It's written in, in, we don't know that. Future can change. No, not, not here. No faith but what we make. It's, it's there forever. 
Um, it was good, though. Yeah, real good. Wonder Woman? Great. Amazing. Best issue ever. I loved it. Um, so this was probably like my favorite book this week, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Uh, this, so like, I don't want to spoil anything for, for people who haven't read, but um, like if you know what Jack Kirby did at DC in like the 70s, that stuff is is being integrated into the DC universe using yeah, Wonder Woman crazy. and her her heritage. That was absolutely insane. And what I think is really cool about this is that it it changes Wonder Woman's character. I mean, it definitely does in a really big way, but it also sort of integrates her into the universe a little bit better, mm-hmm. and um, it makes makes her character her character no longer feels so out of place because I think that's, that's a problem with Wonder Woman is like, okay, all this Hellenistic mythos, you know, associated with Wonder Woman and the Amazons. How, how does that fit in with like everything else? You know, what are gods exactly? Right. You know, so, so, um, I think that it's an interesting concept and it's an interesting sort of, uh, um, change being made to our character. So even if you don't like Wonder Woman, you might want to pick this up and read it anyway because it pertains to the rest of what's going to happen in the future of the DC universe. Someone asked, I don't know if it was a podcast question or if it was on Twitter, I I may get to it, but they they question, you know, she takes off the bracelets. Yeah. And she's yeah. more powerful. So then, yeah. then they're like, that was well, so cool. So the question was, why doesn't she just not wear the bracelets all the time? Maybe because she's too strong. Yeah, maybe because she like goes into sort of a berserker mode. Yeah, um, that's what I'm thinking, which I thought was so cool. Yeah, that was I awesome. see, I don't know how I, I feel about that because you know we, I I think most people know the reason. You know, the the bracelets were kind of symbolic. Have faced this as you know with the roots and how you know they were held back, and. But now it's, I don't know, now it actually is holding her back, but it's by her choice rather than the whole thing when Themyscira was invaded by, was it Her- Her- Hercules and, and his, uh-huh. his men when they yeah raped and plundered and all that. Uh-huh. So, it, it I mean, I don't know. It just seems weird that as, as, as a how come like in Justice League, it's like, okay, here's Darkseid. You know, he's he's kicking our yeah, butts and everything. Why don't true. I just take the bracelets off and then and maybe nuts. You know, so I, I, I don't know how I feel about because that. Because Justice League is mean, actually Earth One. <laughs> does that mean that she's uh, stronger than Superman? I don't know. <gasps> I mean, speaking of stronger than Superman, I mean, well, she's magic. We'll, we'll get so. to that That's in true. just a second. Someone else is kind of stronger than Superman, but so I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it was a great issue, and, and I. You're really curious to see. There are a lot of changes yeah. being made. To her. So, I mean, and that's my problem with it is, you know, I, I, I don't usually say much about Wonder Woman when we bring it up every month. I mean, I'm, I'm digging the series. I'm not loving it, um, just because there is such a departure of wh- who she was before, and you know, yeah, change sometimes is good. But it, I, I think also in the back of my mind, I'm, I'm just remembering that comment how you know that Brian Asrell never really liked Wonder Woman. Like he, so I, I kind of get the feeling like. He doesn't care who she was before, where she came from. He's doing some, you know, great stories now. He's doing his own thing, but it just feels like he's like, yeah, I, don't, I could care less who she's supposed to be. This is what I'm going to do. And obviously, you know, if DC saying great, go with it. And if yeah. his editor is saying that, that's fine. But it's that's just 
the problem that I have from, you know, based on all the, that is totally know, understandable. the Wonder Woman stories that I read before. It just, just feels that, so different. Like, and I think that if you compare the changes made to her character and the changes being made to like Tim Drake, and it's, see, it's different because I feel like there's, there's like thought being put into like, okay, we're going to change Tim because of this reason. Even if I don't like it, like I can respect that there's some thought being put into like, okay, we ch- have to try to fit everything into the timeline, blah, blah, blah. But with Wonder Woman, like you said, like Brian has mentioned that he didn't really like her character before. And, but I can't, I can't deny the fact that it's like, like he's, he's made her far more interesting than Gail Simone ever made her, at least for me. Yeah. So maybe a departure from her origins isn't such a bad idea. Well, I mean, I don't necessarily put Gail Simone as, you know, my favorite Wonder no. Woman, you know, writers. No. I mean, there's, there's, she, I mean, she did lots of good stuff, but. Yeah. You know, anyways, um, the other thing is, you know, so I, I am okay with these changes being made to her. And mm-hmm. part of it is because, like, I don't love Wonder Woman that, like, I love Tim Drake. And, you know, so, so that, that's, I mean, I've, I, I feel like I've, I've gone on and on about Tim Drake, especially like on Twitter, you know, I've made comments and, and, and here and there and like the, the the ask videos that i that i do um my my problem with that is and you know i i totally understand the justification i think that the biggest problem i have is like why do it now mm-hmm. you know 12 months or yeah 12 months into the new 52 you want to do it from issue one fine you know I, I wouldn't be crazy about it but that's the time so just like with the wonder woman you know you're going to do these changes back when New 52 started, that's fine. That's the time to do it. You're going to reboot Supergirl and, you know, wipe out everything that she did. You know, that that's okay. But the fact that now, and, and it's it's such a minor thing too, saying Tim Drake was never Robin. You know, it, it's not that big of a deal. You know, if he was Red Robin, he's still a Robin, but it just, it still doesn't seem right. And and Is it not that big of a deal? It's a big deal for I mean, me. Could, yeah. you, you could still call, I mean, he's Red Robin. He's still a Robin. Is he yeah, still but like did the, he work with Batman? He yeah, did. Well, yeah, from, from what Lubdell said, everything's the same. The way he just, and we'll find out in the Zero issue of Teen Titans. What Lubdell said at the panel, I, I guess, because you know, I wasn't there for that one. But he said that everything's the same. The way Tim found, you know, Tim uses detective skills. He figured out Bruce Wayne was Batman, all that stuff. He goes there, he did the training, all that. But instead of putting on, when he put, and the costume we saw in, in Teen Titans 1, there's a picture where it's it's just like the red costume. So, but instead of calling himself Robin, he just went straight to calling himself Red Robin. Hmm. Not that big of a deal, but it kind of is, but it's not. So, uh, the and the other thing that, that bothers me, so, you know, the whole thing with Batman number one, when Bruce got that the contacts with the links to his computer database and all that, and it says, you know, Tim Drake, former Robin. Scott LaBell said that there was a, a bug in Bruce's thing, which <laughs> I, I don't think Scott Snyder agreed with that. Um, and, you know, the costume has the R, you know, when he's in Teen Titans number one, when Robin's looking at the picture, he's got an R, it's Rob, so it could be R for Red Robin, you know, whatever. There's, there's that too. But the solicit for Teen Titans Zero, I think, it even says blah, 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 and then, you know, how Robin became, the, or how Tim Drake became the third Robin. So it's like, even the solicits, which the solicits have been, like, majorly wrong lately. I mean, there's been, like, some stuff that's, like, like so off with, with mm-hmm. that. Like, even, like, I think Batman number 12, the, the solicit was messed up. And, you know, you know lot, lots of times things change, but I just... That's it, a, this just sounds to me like the New 52 is confusing everyone. <laughs> and I, I think Libdell's main reason 
which I'll, I'll address this in, in a little tiny bit in an article that I'll have up next week. But I, I think his reasoning was because we have this five-year period. So he's looking at, you know, Dick Grayson was, was Robin. Jen, then Jason Todd was Robin. Jason Todd dies. And then Tim Drake comes along, becomes Robin. So if you're trying to cram all that into five years, that, that kind of makes – it kind of takes away from the morning time that Batman had with Jason when he was like, there's going to be no more sidekick. And then that could be yeah. another reason why Tim is not Robin because he's like, I can't have anyone be Robin because Jason died. It, you know, it, it's, it's too hard. So then he's like, well, how about it be Red Robin? And he, Bruce could be like, okay. I mean that – you know, I, I can kind of see that. I just don't think it's the necessary. Five-year timeline doesn't work in any issue. Well, you can kind of get away with that, and you can't with Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, no, because the other thing, what you need to look at is, we just saw. I mean, it's not like everything. It's not like the DC universe started five years ago. I mean, right. obviously, Action Comics takes place before five years, so you can stretch things out before that five year. But yeah, but at the same time, you've got stuff like the Sinestro War, which came to Earth. Yeah. So I don't know. And Blackest Night. And yeah. And, thing. And anyway, <laughs> what were we talking about? We were talking about... Uh, we're on to the next one because we were just wonder, oh, okay. went from Wonder Woman and the changes okay. and all that. Okay. So now back to comics. Daredevil, number 17. So good. I Holy love crap. Daredevil. This and also was having my Mike, favorite comic. Mike Alfred should just do Daredevil from now on. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing. Um, a lot of these, I don't want to compare them, but a lot of the art has been kind of similar in a way. Yeah, it has. Like Chris Somney, it, it really um, has. Paulo Rivera, uh-huh. um, Marcos Martin. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've all kind of had the same, st- and, and like the colors, you know, different colors and everything. So it's, it's they've all kind of had the same feel, mm-hmm. which has made this, I don't know how Mark Wade has pulled off. I mean, he's... <laughs> If you look at all the great artists he's had on this, I mean, he's been yeah, so incredibly lucky. Yeah, he has been really lucky. Because a lot of times you'll have a, like a good artist and they're like, oh, I need a break. And, you know, I need to catch up, work yeah. ahead for the next arc. Okay, we're going to throw this person on there. And it's, yeah. It's it could be like, never, okay, you know, not okay. the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's been like one great artist after another. And so this was um, a flashback story. It Overall, big picture doesn't have a huge impact, I felt, on, on the series. But it was, I mean, it will, there, there, there could be. It relates um, to the last issue Yeah, I mean, it, it continues from the, the fallout between uh, Matt and Foggy. It's also but, got a huge emotional yeah, impact. <laughs> but, but then it goes back into this flashback and it explains some stuff. So, I mean, so with that, cool. the way it, when, I, when I reviewed this, um, I just said basically, I mean, it was a really fun and great comic. So mm-hmm. it, it's not earth shattering to the, the, the series. You know, it's not going to change everything. It, it may not hugely matter but it was such a great issue it was fun and there there's just so much into it um it's definitely you know worth getting can i say just one thing i think was really cool um so when you open up the issue there it's set in the oyster bar in grand central station in new york city that is exactly what the oyster bar looks like Hmm. the architecture and everything i was like what (laughs) it was so weird because like i've like I used to walk by there all the time. Anyway. Hmm. Well, good job to Mike Allred for referencing. Yeah, it was perfect. My my only complaint with this issue, mm-hmm. so there there and throughout the issue, and I won't get into specifics, there's a videotape with like some mysterious content. Yeah. Um finally when you do see what it is, mm-hmm. the way it is when you you turn to that page, it's on the second page, so you see what it is. So this is where like comicsology would have come in handy because I hate when I open up a comic and I look at the second page and you get spoiled, you know, you see right. something's going to happen. Someone dies or whatever. And someone up appears. So that's the only thing that bothered me is that's like when I turned the page, I already saw 
what it was going to be. But I loved it. Uh, Mike Allred is also doing Wolverine in the X-Men number 17. Um, he joked that he wants to do all the 17s. Um, <laughs> but he's also doing point one because that's what he told me on, on Facebook. I was like, point one, one what? For, for what? I was like, well, you know, what point one are doing? Um, and he clarified that there there's going to be another one of those point one anthologies like there was last year. They had mm-hmm. like all a little like they had um, the the Nova, Sam Alexander, and it had the preview to the Ultron War, oh. which still hasn't happened. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it had Age of Apocalypse um, sneak. So I guess they're doing it. I don't know if I completely missed that announcement or if maybe he shouldn't have mentioned it. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I and, you know, I, I try to avoid the solicits not spoil everything for my personal enjoyment. But. So, um, is the point one a Daredevil point one? No, it's it's the, the point one is it's going to be it's bright, like Marvel uh, point one when that came out. Like, oh, it's just going to have everything. Huge, yeah, 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 it's going to have a bunch of different things. Yeah. I mean, it was a huge book for a good price. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess he's doing another one and then going into FF. So, oh my god, he's taking all my books. <laughs> that's that's going to be good. Um, Green Lantern number twelve. Speaking of, um, I was surprised. Uh, my my whole thing with this is, you know, I, I love what Jeff Johns doing with Green Lantern. This is this is one of my favorite, um, one of my top um, DC New Fifty Two books. It's I mean, real I, good. I love Green Lantern, um, the characters and everything. I love Hal and, and Sinestro having to work together and all that. Great, so great I love top it. dynamic. Yeah, I love what Jeff's doing. And and the other thing is Doug Mankey's art just blows me away. I love it every time. Mike Choi, who I I really like, like when he was on Uncanny X Force and X twenty three, love his stuff. When he did that that issue, I think it was like issue six. I didn't like. I mean, it just it didn't look right. So here <clears throat> we don't have. <clears throat> I need the cough button. Sarah's getting me sick. No. I, I um Doug Mankey's not not doing the art here, so I was like, oh man. But you have um Renato Guedes who does the art, and it actually it it. It works. Yeah. I mean, because like Black Hand looks looks pretty creepy. Yeah. But then we also have um, Jim Calafiore doing Calafiore does some. So it's not that bad of a difference. But um, at the end, Hal and Sinestro look a little different. Cause, I mean, that's like my big pet peeve is when you have different artists. Did you like Calafiore on it? Um, I like. I I think I like um, Renato better. It just it felt it, it fit the. Black it's Hand, the zombies, the, the dead—you know—all mm-hmm. the dead people come to life. And I remember he worked on on Batgirl. So, but anyway. um, so I, I did a one of those spoiler articles. I haven't done those those top In five like revelations. It's it's no, it's been like, more than it's, that. It's been a while. I haven't done any because part of it there hasn't really been anything huge. Like, and, and it just been little things, and mm-hmm. and it's just you know time and everything, doing other things. But yeah. so I did one for this issue. Um. But there, yeah. So I mean, you can check that out if you've read that. I mean, there's something with Carol, which I thought was interesting. What happened? Well, um, the, okay. To spoil it, it's, uh, she's talking to Man, uh, Amanda Waller, or Amanda Waller's calling her, and she's like, "I'm not interested." But so it's like, I thought it was kind of interesting. Like, why is Amanda? Mm. You know, it has to do with Star Sapphire, obviously. Amanda's still skinny. Probably. Yes. Uh-huh. Bummer. Yeah, she's she's under her new diet. <laughs> um, and um, the other thing, the the cool thing here is, so we have the book of the black, and whenever that pops up, it's like there's always you know something crazy. And so Black Hand got the book, and like the first thing which I'll spoil, it Ooh. says like over and over, Hal Jordan's not your enemy. So he's like, what? What's going on? But then there is a revelation, or halfway through it, he reads something, and he's like, no, that can't happen. And then dun, you don't dun, dun. you don't know what it is. It's like 
because it says Hal Jordan will be the greatest. And he's like, what? Blah, blah. You know, so it's like, and, and someone, one of the first comments in, in a review, or maybe, I don't know if it was a review or that, no, it was that the article, the, the spoiler article. Someone was like, they're like, oh, Hal Jordan's the greatest Greenlander and Jeff Johns is blah, blah, you know, doing all this stuff. But that's not what it was because the person didn't read the issue. And, and I didn't want to spoil it. I'll spoil things, you know, most of the things, but I don't spoil everything. Yeah. So, um. Wait, so well, can I see what You he can is? see it, yeah, but yeah. yeah. So I won't it's, spoil it here because people need to need to read that. So the it's on the last page. What? Spoiler. Cliffhanger. Hal Jordan will be the greatest. It has something. to be wrong. So. Um, Someone get him a new coffee mug. But I mean, because we we had other revelations in that issue six. So we saw like uh, Sinestro with the the Indigo Tribe. Yep. Um, then there was like the the Third Army coming, but there's also um, people dying back then. And supposedly, I think in the annual, which this continues into the annual in two weeks, Green Lantern annual number one. I think there's going to be a death of a Green Lantern, uh-huh. which brings that new Green Lantern dude that we saw that's yeah, on yeah. issue zero and in mm-hmm. the. The, the cover the, the free comic book day yeah. so mm-hmm. so it's the annual is gonna be crazy <laughs> uh red hood and the outlaws number 12 i didn't read that so great cover kenneth rocafort mm-hmm. um i don't know how so when i'm reading this it's like okay you know it's it's a starfire which i i really dig and i i think it's funny how starfire is like such an incredibly like strong female character you know that the oh, yeah. use that that whatever term now um it's just funny how there's all the, the backlash in the first issue yeah and because you know people didn't wait and you know scott had scott lobdell had this plan from the beginning but here you know she's leading her own starship you know she's like and she's got all these people following her you know she's going to her planet to liberate her entire planet so i mean i i think that's kind of impressive you know considering you know the the backlash like oh she's in a bathing suit posing on the first issue on the beach and yeah you can't so, blame those people for thinking that though yeah but i mean it's you got I, I can see that but you also gotta just give it time you know it's, sure it's like if, three pages or unless two pages. you just get so grossed out <laughs> yeah but what's also, wrong with nothing wrong I, with, I can see both sides yeah i also love the dynamic between her and arsenal yeah. yeah, I think they have a great. They, they banter a lot, and it's it's really great to like see them sort of trade barbs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's different art in here, and I almost I almost didn't really notice it. I didn't pay attention to it because Blonde still does the colors, but then it was. Um, I mean, Roy looks a little different, and then Jason. I was like, "What's going on, with Jason?" It's like, <laughs> it just looks kind of weird and everything. And then, so I I just I I totally didn't really think about it. And then when I, I looked at the credits, I was like, Timothy Green the second. It's like, oh, so he's the the new artist on the series. Yeah. So I was um, concerned with the change, but looks like it's it's in safe hands. Okay. So we, in a previous issue of Red Hood and the Outlaws, didn't she have like a dream or something? Or didn't she have like Dick Grayson's clothes? She. Yeah, um, it was a flashback to before issue one, like where she and Jason met. Uh-huh. Um, he finds she's like on her like a crash like a ship or something like that. Yeah, she has a bunch of his clothes, and right. there's there's a reference that like she and Dick and Roy they hung out. So supposedly there was no Teen Titans. Okay, because I guess apparently when Tim Drake <laughs> said we're going to call ourselves the Teen Titans, that seems like a good name. So I guess that's the first Teen Titans. Okay, but they've said, and I don't know if it was it was Labdell or if it was, um, uh, Kyle Higgins might have said it also that they did. 
hang out together. I don't know if Cyborg was there or not since he went straight to the Justice League. So that's the the big question there. Mm -hmm. But apparently the others have sort of hung out. We don't really know how. We don't know if like Donna was there. No idea about Wally. Mm. Um, So she had. So apparently she and, and Dick were together at some point in mm-hmm. this five-year time or I'm just previous- trying to figure out where this like falls into like the five-year timeline you know what I mean mm-hmm. my 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 theory is you know if if, if Dick is 21 ish mm-hmm. so five years ago he would have been 16 mm-hmm. that probably would have been right around the time he was hanging out with the Teen Titans whatever they recall back then mm-hmm. so when Justice League number one came out that could have been when he's like I'm gonna leave and be Nightwing mm-hmm. Yeah, and then okay. so five years ago when Justice League number one came out, not five years ago our time, but in, the, in their period that could have been when Jason Todd came on board, became Robin. So he could have been Robin for two years, three years, and then get killed, mm-hmm. and then you can get Tim Drake. And then in so there. for those whole five years, Dick was we don't know not Robin. I mean, yeah, it's some, at, at some point I don't know. I mean, at some point in that five years, it could have been before the five years ago he he became Nightwing. It could have been a year, four years ago he became Nightwing. I mean, it's not clear. Maybe mm-hmm. the zero issues will clarify that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, at some point they hung out. She had some of his his items, so that's where Jason Todd got his item, his his costume. Mm-hmm. Why he's wearing one with with you know with the with the, bat the, the bat symbol. Mm-hmm. So at first he's he was kind of. Hesitant, hesitant to wear it but then is kind of like you know he's gonna wear it okay anyway just, moving on sorry <laughs> um kid flash number 12 i liked it it was fun i um, the the cover ryan sook and then tears totally different <laughs> that that always bothers me yeah. even, even the colors i mean the red is so like red. dark yeah. on, on, on the front it's maroon um so i know some people did not like this first page some people like joey esposito Oh, why? He hated this first page pretty much. He like tweeted about that. Any okay. special reason? He, he, well, he says he doesn't normally like recap pages, but he's like, this just totally pull him away or blah, blah, something. So talk to Joey Esposito about that. Um, this was very... What did this remind you of, this first page recap? Anything? Any other character, non-DC character? Deadpool? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, this uh, is like Deadpool. He's breaking a fourth wall. Right, 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 right. And it's written by Fabian Nicesia. Nicesia. I always thought it was Nicesia. I thought I, that they I said it that's what it, but it's, it's not, yeah. apparently. Oh, really? It's Nicesia? I think so. We'll find Boy. out. Anyways. Let's just start saying Mjolnir. Um, so, this was very Deadpool-like because he's breaking the fourth yeah. wall. But it's like, whatever. It's a recap. It's telling you some stuff. And he doesn't break the fourth wall. So Joey's it. problem was because it broke the fourth wall. Is I think that so. Why it took I, a... I, I mean, it doesn't seem That's appropriate. Sorry, Joey. For this. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know his full reason. I'm not going to speak for him, but he just, yeah. he commented on that. And, you know, so it doesn't seem right. Um, but what I did like about this issue, I didn't like the, the story so much, like these dino kids. I, I did not. Funny. I did not like them at all. <laughs> and they were funny pterodactyl girl flying through the air. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I guess we're going to see more of them because this continues in in Teen Titans. Yeah. Um, I think it was next. I week. really like the art in this because um, like it looks like he's moving fast. So this I felt was it was very much like impulse. So that's what I liked about because in Teen Titans he's been all right, mm-hmm. um, but here he, it had more of the. I, I can't remember if Fabian ever wrote Impulse or not. Um, I totally can't remember that. But it had more of that feel. So I could I would totally go for an Impulse ongoing solo stories like this if, if it was written this way. Mm-hmm. So I liked this book. I thought it was fun. And like 
I like that first page, but maybe because I haven't been reading Kid Flash. So that Teen was, Titans. it was good for me, huh? Teen Titans. Or is it Teen Titans? He's in, yeah, Teen Titans. But that's Kid Flash. This is DC Universe Presents. Oh, okay. So he's so, in Teen yeah. Titans with so still the little So I haven't been reading Teen Titans, right. So like that first page for me was a good recap. To totally, yeah. Yeah, and then... um I don't know. I felt like it the total opposite. Like I felt like it like pulled me into the story Mm -hmm. and his, his like, he's funny, you know? And I, I, I liked it. It's interesting because DC doesn't usually do recaps of any kind. No. So it's, it's interesting that you did enjoy it because I've always argued that they should just bite the bullet and do the Marvel style. Like first page, here's three paragraphs, like not even within, not even like how this does it, where it's the character talking to you, but more like just, Here's like here like it that. works well. Yeah, exactly. There are, there like are times where I don't like the like introduction into a, an issue where the character is like telling you like exact like talking to you like you're stupid. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? That bothers me sometimes. It was a little bit like that here, but it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost prefer the Marvel pages too. Mm-hmm. But see, part of it is um. Because I, 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 I assume that that counts towards the 20 pages of story. So that's that's the problem is it, it's taking a page away. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I get that and I get that perspective. But, you know, DC just rebooted their entire universe to try and get new readers into these books. But, you know, what really helps get new readers into the books is a page of exposition. <laughs> what, what I liked in the 90s, what Marvel used to do is they used to have like the first page and they would have like a gatefold cover. Sometimes, or I mean, sometimes it would just be like the the interior inside of the cover, but they would have the recaps there. They would have, especially like in the X-Men books, they would show like all the X-Men characters, who they are in like a sentence or two. And then there would be like some pictures and it would just be a total recap of what's been going on. I mean, that was great. Hmm. But then I guess it wasn't really cost effective because, you know, that front inside cover, I'm assuming that's like primo ad spots because you don't usually see like a house ad on that inside cover because they can sell that. So I, I think. That's why they stopped doing that back then. But I, I do think you need that. So I, I do like the the recap pages on the Marvel books. Um, sometimes I'll glance at them. Yeah. If I mean, when when you read as many comics as we do, sometimes it's, and especially when there's multiple characters appearances, like okay, what happened? Or if you fall behind a month, if you're like you were saying, okay, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's great. And just for every issue could be someone's first issue. So you need that. Yeah. And if you're reading it, if you're only reading like three comics a month and you know specifically what's going on, you just skip over that page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's just a problem is now that if we're going from, you know, 22 pages to 20, you know, that's, that could be a big deal. And then you got one less page that's 19 to try to cram a story in there and you, just, you want to give people their I, money's worth. I definitely see that side. Of it. So it's, it's just, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard. I don't know. Um, so the next one is Deadpool fifty nine. God, this I, is so funny. God, I love this book. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of getting sad. Oh, why? Because Daniel Way's leaving. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. so it's so the next month's issues. I mean, sixty issues. I mean, it's five years yeah, of comics and a lot. God, I worked at Borders. So I don't understand. Like I've I've seen some people in the boards talk about how they don't like Daniel Way's Deadpool. And I don't understand what they're talking about because I didn't at first because I didn't get the two voices thing. But now, yeah. now it seems like second nature. Uh huh. <laughs> like it, now, now I don't see how he ever didn't have two voices. Yeah, I love this <laughs> issue though. He's hilarious. The art is so good. Yeah, the art is so funny. I wasn't crazy about. I'm not crazy about Deadpool losing his powers. What I do like about it is it's it's a good evolution of the character. It's to tell sure. different stories. So mm-hmm. that that's interesting because he's got to rethink everything. 
Um, I wasn't crazy about him getting his face normal, but it allows for the art, whoever the artist and artist here to give more expression, you know, make, and they're know. really making use of it. Yeah. So, and there's, there's kind of this great non-starter of a plot point where he's like, aha, he doesn't recognize me. I can surprise yeah. him or not. Yeah. <laughs> he just like opens fire. He's so <laughs> stupid. So I am looking forward to the Marvel now reboot because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, but it's, it's going to be weird. So it's like, I don't, I don't think they've said what Daniel way is working on. After. Do you think they're going to keep the two voices thing? Because it seems like because in that that video game trailer they they had that. Well, the, that Daniel Way is working on the game. I did not know that. That's yeah, great. so he's um, that was a funny thing. So I think it was Wednesday they released some um, concept art and and screen shots mm-hmm. for the Deadpool game because there's games Gamescom or something like that was going on. I, I was trying to figure out where that's happening. It's happening somewhere, but I guess they, they showed oh, a Germany, little... Germany, I think. Somewhere, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I found like some weird website. I was like, is this the one I'm looking for? And um, So there, a little more was revealed there, but with, with all information, there was like a fact sheet that was written like by Deadpool again. So it's, it had all the stuff. And he's like, and my buddy Daniel Way is helping out to, to tell the story to make sure I'm like the greatest you know hero ever and, and all this. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, yeah, so 2000, I don't think there's a firm date though, just 2013. Yeah. So, sounds about right. We'll see. Yeah. This has been a fun book. Yeah. Um, this is a fun issue. And, and then on the flip side, we have Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. Number three. This is less fun. And so, can I see that? I, I meant to take that. <laughs> this book is so grim. So I gave the first one a three. Okay. Because I, I, for, for me, it's like, I like funny Deadpool. Mm-hmm. And and yes, Deadpool should be deadly. You know, he's a killer. He should have the skills. But he's he's kind of goofy and everything. So my my issues with the first one were it's a complete departure. Sure. And and. And it's kind of the same thing here. So I actually I didn't pick up the second issue, but then this week I got this one. So I did get so, the second issue to okay. read it. And so I did read both of them. Yeah. Like in the second issue, he he kills Spider Man. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, you know, they're fighting everyone. They're, they're, yeah. He, I mean, so part of the problem is I know it's not meant to be taken seriously, even though he is a little more serious. Right. But it's like if he's fighting Spider Man, and then there, you know, Spider Man thinks Deadpool's defeated, but then Spider Man or then Deadpool's going to pull out a gun. And, and hold it up to his head and then pull the trigger. But Spider-Man's not going to react to that. His spider senses suddenly don't work. Because even <laughs> even if he didn't realize that Deadpool was was healed or whatever, right. by the time it took him to even think about reaching for his gun, his spider sense would have gone off and he could have dodged it. You notice he also kills Dr. Doom, like yeah. off panel. Really so that's... Sound- this doesn't really sound like him. Oh, no, it's not it's- because he Dr. Psych- or Dr. Psycho-Man... Psycho Man. Um, tried controlling him did some stuff so now there's this other voice which is in red yeah it, and it basically like unleashed this third fully homicidal voice who's supposedly always been somewhere you know deep down so that's, that makes sense Deadpool's that's why he's kind of had a, a mean streak so that's why he's more savage but he's just killing so it's like okay deadpool can kill everyone he's he's the strongest guy in the marvel universe <laughs> that's, you know that's how these, these that's how these blanks kills the marvel universe always yeah works. you know galactus comes he, he <laughs> can't do anything he can't do anything you know he he's he's beat by you know mr by mr fantastic who just stretches i mean back in deadpool the, can kill everyone back in the uh what was it, the 90s that punisher killed the marvel universe it was yeah. the same way it was like you kind of have to make make a couple of adjustments yeah so i mean this one I, I gave I think I gave this one a four. I gave the first one a three. And so it's, it's what I like about this is, and I didn't mention it in a review. Um, 
in issue two, some of the survivors or people are not survivors are like associates of, of, of some of the victims. Yeah. They pool their, their money together to get someone to deal with Deadpool. So I thought it's a great choice. I love right that character. Job. <laughs> I, 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 and so now it, it kind of feels like there is more of a story versus Deadpool is just going to kill everyone. So at yeah. least this is leading towards some confrontation. I think so, I can see where this is going and I'm really intrigued to, to find out if I'm right or not. <laughs> yeah. So we'll find out next week. Yeah. And that is the other thing is that it is a four issue story over four weeks. Yeah. So. Then we have Supergirl number 12. This is cool. So I actually, so I, I dug it in the beginning, except for that Simon Tycho, 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 what's his, um, that, remember the Lex Luthor light guy oh, that yeah, we did yeah, not yeah. like? Dex Duthor, yeah. So, um, and then. There's, you know, there's a little bit of confrontation with Superman, but not, not a whole lot. And then just like she's fighting other, it's kind of like the the regular Superman problem where she's fighting nameless random people. They did have a um, screaming banshee, silver banshee, whatever. Right. Which I didn't, I didn't read that. Um, I should read it, those issues. It wasn't great. So, so that's the thing. So I really like the writing. I like the art, but it's like I just, and I like, I really like the character, but I just yeah. couldn't get into it. But this one, Superman's in here, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna find out what's going on. Um, What's weird is they're at his regular Fortress of Solitude, so he's had his space station that right. he got in Action Comics and all that. But for some reason, they're in the Arctic, and there's even a note. It says, Arctic Fortress? What happened to his satellite fortress? See the upcoming Action Comics number 13 to find out. <gasps> so it's like, really? You, you can't, you know, it's like, I don't know. Well, Green Lantern Corps was much more egregious about that, but we can yeah. cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, so... What's good about this? So in the first issue, she you know she comes out of her her potter ship, kicking Superman's butt, and and that was one of the things I have. It's like she she just gets on Earth and suddenly you know she's absorbed enough energy and she can use her heat vision. She's you know kicking Superman's butt. So I was like, how is this possible? How she's more? So we find out a little bit in here why mm-hmm. she's more powerful because that was a yeah. question a lot of people have. And then there's going to be some other mystery. You know, some other questions that are brought up here, mm-hmm. which. I think it's kind of cool to keep that that suspense. Yeah. But we don't have to wait that long because they're going to tell us, I guess, next issue and or yeah. zero issue. Um, so I think they could have dragged that on a little bit more. But, but I think it's cool that this series feels like it's coming full circle. Hmm. Yeah. I don't want to give anything else away. Yeah. So, um, I don't know where it's going to go after this. Uh. Cause like, and I was really a fan of the character before, you know, when, when, you know, Jeff Loeb, Michael Turner mm-hmm. brought her back and just everything that was established. And, and even when she had her own series after that, you know, there were some ups and downs with that, but you know, I really liked the character. So here it's, it's, a, this is one of the, the, the points where I'm, I'm more bothered by the changes here than I am with Wonder Woman for mm-hmm. some reason. So, but yeah, I, I think, I think, <laughs> yeah. I think here, because it, it's clearly, erasing things yeah. that ha- have happened with wonder Definitely. woman, even though there's some changes, some of the past stories maybe sort of almost could have happened, even yeah. though there, you know, there's such, such changes going on. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I'm more bothered by this series. It's just, I also kind of feel like it might be because wonder woman has had all those stories like stretching back, you know, obviously decades. And so it's kind of like a fresh new look at her might be needed. Whereas Supergirl 
like, like we just came just, back in yeah. the last decade. Yeah, I think it was like 2006, maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it's, it's like she, you got to do it. So I, I, I always say it's like they should have had like issue one take place like two years ago or a year ago or something. So that way, agreed. Other stuff could have still happened. Like I keep bringing up New Krypton because that's like the the easiest example. You know, clearly that didn't happen. But on, on the other hand, did um, Doomsday, the death of Superman, happen? Yeah, that's a huge question. Because Swamp Thing number one, Superman talks to Alec Holland, and he, he they reference like, "Yeah, I know what it's like to die and come back." You know, it's it's, it's weird. So apparently, or go to sleep and come back. That's but, weird. But there's that. But when if if Doomsday did happen, Lois must not have been that affected because she doesn't know that Clark is Superman, and you know he died in Action Comics. Spoiler. You know, so, Clark yeah, Clark right. died. Clark Kent, yes. So. Who it's, wrote Death of Superman? Uh, was it Roger Stern? Wasn't it Jerry Ordway? People? Dan Jurgens? I think it was Jurgens. It, it, yeah, I'm like 90% sure it was Jurgens. Oh, okay. He might, I think he did that. I think he drew it too. Did he? Superman 75. Oh, impressive. Maybe. Um, because he's, he's done a lot of... All right. it, was it Superman 75? I'm sorry. We don't have yeah. to. Yeah. I think it was Action Comics 75, wasn't it? I apologize for getting <laughs> off the topic. Way to go, Sarah. Uh, I've, sorry, I've, man. I've heard fact-checking ruins podcasts. So, According to who? Who says that? Uh, the, Where's your facts? Oh, oh, no. But I'm pretty sure it was Superman 75. Well, because if they want to bring like Cyborg Superman into it, then he has to have died. Like This whole thing doesn't work otherwise. But Superboy's origins has changed. That's true. Yeah, so Superman 75. Okay, I was Superman. right. <laughs> um, it's got the Death Superman's flag, the the cape on the stick on the cover. Right. Um, 1993, and God, it was that long ago. That long ago. So this it, no, it was, wait, what? It says Jerry Siegel was the artist. What? Joe Schuster was the artist. What? <laughs> Who put these credits? In? Dan Jurgens penciler. Um, Jerry Siegel artist. <laughs> Okay, so it, it just – oh, I think this was when our database, when you couldn't add more than one association oh, when we had that little bug. Because it's just lists Dan Jurgens as penciler, but the cover says Dan, by Dan Jurgens and Brett Breeding, and Brett Breeding, Breeding was the inker. There we go. So I'm pretty sure um, Jurgens wrote and drew this. Hmm. So right, good on him. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a heavy load to shoulder. <laughs> so that's why um, – jumping to like the Superman comic when Jurgen was drawing it. So it kind of had like that, that eighties, nineties feel to it, which I can Superman kinda, had a mighty mullet, <laughs> I, which I could kind of, you know, I could handle appreciate that, but it's just the stories were just, uh, Oh like, yeah. No, no. It's like, I, I don't, I don't care about the stories. They're, they're not pulling me in. Yeah. So I really hope Lobdell has something going for it because I don't know. Mm-hmm. Amazing Spider-Man 691. So this is the conclusion to the lizard story, something of a of going out with a whimper. I don't know. I kind of feel like this just ended. Uh, it's it's an interesting end, which the the fate, I guess we'll say of of the lizard. That part is Connors. interesting. I'll, I'll definitely. But um, the the big problem though Oof. is this page these these two panels uh-huh. where um lizard gets stabbed. We'll just say yeah, and and the top panel. He's he's stabbed like on the top of his head, yeah. And then in the next panel, he's clearly stabbed like under the jaw. Right. So it's like, uh, it's oh slight, yeah, wow. slight discrepancy here. Wow, I never, I, yeah, that's really bad. What is this? Amazing Spider-Man. Oh. But so I I wasn't crazy about this this whole story. Um, the end. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah, the end is really interesting. Um, the end is, is super These last last two pages. Again, a great great week for endings. <laughs> and um I I've been like a huge Ooh, I like cover. I've been a huge supporter of Dan Slott since big time. Absolutely. I'm loving everything he did. Um one of the very first things he did, so I won't go into specifics because I don't want to spoil this issue. Um, but if, if people have heard me rant about it before, they might know. One of the very first things he did pissed the hell out of me. <laughs> did something. It bothered me. But I was like, okay, that's okay. Loved everything else. I loved Dan Slott. I'll, I'll, I'll handle it. I'll accept it because <laughs> nothing's ever no one bats a con- concrete forever. So um, he made up for it here. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, he he heard my com- no, he didn't hear my com- probably not. But but <laughs> I was I was very happy when I saw that. I'm a little confused as to why, and this isn't a spoiler. This doesn't have to do with with what happens at the end, except it, it does tangentially. I'm I'm confused as to why Morbius is still locked up because he attacked people. Yeah, but he he was influenced. It was, he was tricked. They don't. Know. Oh, I was tricked. Okay, <laughs> you can go. How do they know that? And it's like, oh, the lizard put blood mist in the, yeah. the vents. How, they, they can't prove that unless they inspect. I, I would think that perhaps Carly goes yeah. crawling through See, the, there you go. with her. Speaking of Carly, but he he doesn't even seem that suspicious of like, oh, why was I suddenly filled with this inexplicable bloodlust? Because he's a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, I mean, because Spider Man wouldn't listen to him. Spider Man yeah. was just pissed off. Oh yeah, he's like, was, I said I've had it. I'm not yeah. listening. Pow. Biff bang pow. But that's the other thing. So the sensational Spider Man. I didn't pick up thirty three point two. It's ridiculous. Damn it, Marvel. Um, but it's just weird. So again, my complaints <laughs> with that is. Carly was like super duper curvy in that issue. Oh yeah, because you know she was, you know she's she's a comic book character. She's comic female comic book character. So you know she's she's prettier, or whatever. You know, and Peter liked her and all that. But she, it's it's like she kind of evolved a little bit from like the beginning of Brand New Day when when Peter and her first met when she was um Lily Hollister's roommate. You know, because right. her hair got longer and it got lighter, and you know it's like she she kind of changed things. I think they even changed changed the shading of her hair because. I think she used to be like more blondish and she started becoming reddish like Mary Jane. Oh, good. Maybe she wanted to, or I don't know. But so yeah, that, that, that sensational Spider-Man where she just, she looked ridiculous and she totally wanted to be like a detective and there's never really been that mentioned. You know, she's always been a CSI, you know, officer. And yeah. so it's just weird. It's not that. the same thing. Yeah. I should get that second point too. Just, I feel like should something. You, though? I don't know. You? I feel because why? Why would they use the vulture who is dead? Yeah. And and what is his hook? Is is he really the villain? Because I'm I'm always thinking he's not the villain. His hook is his claw. <laughs> I don't know. Da, 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 da. Nightwing number twelve. I meant uh, to read this. Did not get around. It was much. good. So this this concludes <laughs> the the Paragon story. I didn't I, like I the Republic of of tomorrow. Um. There's more developments with with Dick, so it was good. I don't want I I don't want to get into like what happens at the end and spoil things. Is it another great ending? Um, there is a reference to a certain character. Yes, I saw. Who is appearing next issue? So yes, people Looking should forward know. to it. <gasps> Lady Shiva. We'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So Tom DeFalco is writing Lady Shiva. I don't know. Mm. Tom DeFalco is good, but yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really seem like his wheelhouse. Guys, we shouldn't talk about this yet. Oh, okay. Why? Speculate. Don't want to speculate. Are you going to start crying? Yeah. Oh. Lady Shiva is uh, 
works in a flower boutique. And she eats chocolate and then wow. she dies. Which is why Tim Drake is the best. Does she go on a road trip? <laughs> Which is why girls? Tim Drake is the best Robin, yeah. that's right. Yep. That's it. He defeated he defeated her like like that. Like that. Uh, no problem. She's a dummy. World's greatest assassin indeed. <laughs> Green Lantern Core. So, I mean, they shouldn't even bring Lady Shiva back because she was just utterly defeated. It's like, like, you you can't walk away from that. It's like, you were defeated by chocolate. Forrest Forrest Gump could beat her up. Oh. He's like, here you go. It's every woman's weakness. Am I right, fellas? Um, Why put that voice on for that? Green Lantern Corps. Uh, Uh. So, geez, um, this is a conclusion of the Alpha War. I don't want to say. Anything is it ever? But um, it's it's a conclusion, and I do like that there there the guardians are here, so there's a little bit of reference, you know, third army, and <laughs> we're doing this and that, and but it's like uh, it's like wow. So um, I saw a live riff tracks last night, and one of the shorts that they made fun of was about this guy named Norman, and he had a catchphrase that was basically, Ugh. that's kind of how I felt about this book, honestly. All right, let's get through some more of these. Walking Dead, one hundred one. Uh, not as eventful as last issue, obviously. Yeah, because how could it be? But there's a, a cool last page. It's like, hmm. Mm-hmm. So that that's good. Very much looking forward to the next issue. Captain Marvel number two. Love it. I thought it was it was it's the same like with the first one. I mean, it's I I didn't love it. I really liked it, but it's just like, okay, where are you going now? Back I feel like <laughs> I feel like um, Carol's should have bigger biceps than that. Yeah, maybe because she's she's a strong lady. She is, but she's powered by alien. But still, power. <laughs> she still works out. I mean, sure. they, they got Jim at the Avengers Mansion. I I would hope so. Yeah. I really am enjoying Captain so, Marvel uh, so far. But back in time, yeah. Okay, it's, it's weird. I didn't like it very much. It was okay. But... You gave it a four. I mean, it was good. The issue was good, but the idea of going back in time, like in the second issue, I don't know. If... Well, it, they. I was going to say, they, but they did it in the first movie of Back to the Future. So it worked for that. But that was in the title. That was already implied. No, that was Back to the Future, but they went back in the past, and then they had to go to the It was a swerve. Future. Okay. Because they had to get back to Fair the Fair enough. But and in the second, they go Martin. to the future again, but then go in the past again. But you're the assuming you're time traveling with a title like that. Captain Marvel, not so much. Maybe the future could have been like a, a restaurant. What if it's we got to go anything, back to the restaurant. I left my, my keys there. <laughs> it would have been a much less eventful movie. Anything is possible. Oh, here they are. Movie over. <laughs> anyway. The Shade, number 11. It was great. Fraser Irving. It was great, but, mm-hmm. but except for that. Oh, Some people sorry. like it. I know. A lot of people like Fraser Irving. I'm just not a fan. I think, I think with, an, with an abstract uh, script like this one was, um, his abstract art didn't help me understand what was happening in the story at all. I don't like his big cosmic alien deities, creatures. Yeah. Because they all kind of look the same. I'll agree. I'll agree with you on that. Like the big teddy bear and, um, oh, their um, fa- like, people's Return faces Bruce look strange. Like, well, yeah, he has a really surreal look about him. Everyone yeah, looks I very do. gaunt. <laughs> uh, Batwoman. Yeah, everyone looks t- like they should be in an Edgar Allan Poe story. It, this was good. I'm glad J.H. Williams is He's back. He's back. Yes, um, and, and Wonder Woman. And it's different because, um, you're not jumping around anymore in this story. A little bit, yeah, yeah. Which but is good. It's not as bad as like previous issues was like, oh, three weeks ago, and then today, and then blah, oh, yeah. blah, blah. How do you think uh, his, his Wonder Woman? I think, you mean like written or 
like drawn. Drawing. I I think she's pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought I really liked you did that a good a lot. job. I was like, yeah, let's see more Wonder Woman and Batwoman. I think I I really like the Batwoman character. Um, but I haven't <laughs> been loving the series. I I really I haven't been loving it. I really I really want more. This Me was too. one of this was one of my most anticipated books uh, when we did that list, and yeah, I've been a little disappointed by it as well. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. Apparently, she's not taking part in the, which I guess makes sense, but she's not going to be part of the, the Joker, um, death in the family. Yeah, she's only tangentially related to Batman, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah, <laughs> kind of now that you step back and look at it, it's like, well, wait a minute, why is she Batwoman? Mm-hmm. Other than to put Bat on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because so, I guess you know, why does Joker care about her? Like, yeah, eh, whatever. Her. You got red hair, you're bad, but not the one I'm looking for. Well, and he, she also has distanced herself from Batman, so maybe he just realizes, like, well, or no, who cares? All right, so we got Avengers twenty nine. Um, what's my problem with this one? Gee, look, uh, there, there's where, Namor. Where the heck is this story fitting yeah. with everything like, else like, that exactly. just happened? Two months ago, three months ago, <laughs> or three issues ago. I don't get it. So that's. That's my problem with a lot of the the, the crossovers is the continuity wise. It's like okay, this stuff already happened. It's a flashback in a sense, but oh, but at least it's, that does say here. It says this story takes place concurrent with the events of Wolverine and X Men twelve and before the events of Avengers versus X Men number eight. Oh, that's clear. So even Thank though you. issue ten comes out this week, this happened before issue eight. <laughs> okay. Uh. Um, Saga came out. I haven't read issue five, crazily. Saga is amazing. Yeah. I, I um, have a hard time imagining how this book could be better. Yeah, it's nonstop. Fatal. 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 Amazing. Fatally. Amazing. So, um, I, you know, I, I thought this was like a four or five issue miniseries. No, I it's, guess. It's still going. Yeah. Um. So... It's interesting. The the focus of the story has shifted to a guy named Milton, who's this like C list actor living in Hollywood at the time, and then he rescues this girl from a cult, and now he's sort of like fallen for Josephine. And it's interesting um, to see the way that she wields like this power over men, and it's it's like really evident in this issue, which I thought was pretty pretty interesting. All right, I'm gonna skip the rest except uh, Rorschach. Which yes. is not not here. Rorschach I have on the <laughs> iPad. Um, stupidly, I didn't get at the comic store because I forgot to add it to the pull list. Because since it came out in August, so I didn't. I must not have updated my pull list for that. Indeed. Like any any new. So I got to see if there's any other new titles come out in August because they're not going to be on a pull list. But I added that and Doctor Manhattan. So I got on the iPad and Lee Bormejo. My goodness. Ooh, sorry. That's it's. You know it because it's interesting because in the Joker. That he did with uh, with Azarello, he uh, you you could tell he he cut some corners, understandably. Like not every page or every panel looked super detailed. Like a lot of them weren't didn't have like that painting effect. In this one, it's every every panel, every panel almost looks like it could be a cover. Like it's it's really good. So um, that was the first before Watchmen book that got a five. Is it? Yeah, Matt. Hmm. I think Matt kind of wanted to go with the four point five, but since mm. we don't have that, so right. But yeah, so I mean, it, it was it was good stuff. It's real good. Okay. Um, now, 
questions. So last time we didn't get to a lot of questions or okay. we didn't get to all the questions. So I'm trying to. That was my fault, I think. Okay. Why is that? Because we started late. Oh. Um, so I am trying to find which ones are relevant to hear. Um, Ryan Orndorff says he loves the show. We helped him get back in the comics. Um, as far as he can remember, one of his favorite characters has been Dick Grayson's acrobatic skills, never ending drive to do what's right and the struggle to stay positive, essentially being the heart of the Batman family is what drew him in originally. He feels that since the new 52, he's lost some of that human relatable aspect, the struggle to put forth his every effort and maintain um, a balance between vigilantism and his life. What do you guys think? What differences have you noticed with Nightwing? He's a bit more serious in his own book. He's he's a bit less yeah, he's so, jokey. He's a, he's a grown-up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tony, what do you think? Um, I just feel it almost, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it feels like there's, there's like, there was a difference between the black mirror, the, the new, the pre new 52. And then when the series came out and I don't know if that was, you know, shifting him back a little bit because even though the events continue, it's like, you know, he was all ready to be settled in, in Gotham, and then now he's going to be traveling around, but now he's settled again. So I almost feel like he's getting back to where he's supposed to be. So I don't know if it's, you know, Kyle's getting a, a, a grasp of him, which I thought he already did have a good grasp of him. Or maybe it was like editorial thing where they're like, oh, let, let's do this first. And I just feel like there's been other obstacles, but now it's, he's starting to feel like who he's supposed to be. So hopefully moving forward. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, Anthony G. Boyo had a question. Um, I, actually, I answered this on the video, I think, the other day. I don't know if it was this or what, maybe it's next week. So I'm getting confused with what I'm doing. But he wanted to know if uh, Dick Grayson was the only Robin that wore his underwear on the outside. <laughs> No, I don't think so. I think I think he is. No, I, no. Jason Todd. I don't think J- in the New 52. Oh, oh in, so the, new in 52, the New 52, he wants to know. Yeah. So be- yes. I'm assuming we, we don't, I mean, I don't think we know for sure. I mean, maybe we'll probably find out in Red Hood and the Outlaws number zero. But in Red Hood and Outlaws number three, when there was that flashback scene and on the cover, you see, you know, what, what their most cherished memories, all that. He had it was like a more like a Tim Drake style, you know, with the green pants or slightly armored. Yeah. So, based on so far to this date, it looks like Dick was the only one that wore the green underwear on the outside. His <laughs> booties, <laughs> little elf boots. So, um, okay, let's see. Jonathan Davis, um, thanks for doing the weekly podcast. He listens to him during yard work. Cool. Um, so you guys usually focus on the stories and sometimes on the writing behind comics. Typically, you guys talk about everything cover to cover, but you don't really talk about collecting comics and what that entails. What do you guys do with the overflow comics filling up your living rooms, etc.? <laughs> Where do you store this crap? Do you get a, a trade paperback to replace the issues, throw the issues out, sell them. So uh, a lot of them are here. 
So, I mean, most of these comics now, they don't even make it home. They just, they sit in the office. So, um, I, I put up, I tweeted a picture of like all our boxes that we finally got back from storage from when we moved. So those are sitting downstairs. Mm -hmm. Um, and then my desk downstairs has like multiple stacks. It's somewhat in order, um, just by, by, um, release date. But, um, I have a, I have a lot of comics in my garage, which is like where you're not supposed to put them because of humidity and moisture. But also, I, it will fill up with spiders. Yeah, but I mean that the boxes are pretty, you know, the, the long boxes are are pretty good at, at keeping them out. Mm-hmm. Um, I do get trade paperbacks occasionally, or frequently, quite a bit if it's you know something I really like, and then that can sit on a shelf versus the multiple or the single issues they'll get lost. Yeah. There are some like Secret Wars or like um, Dark Knight Returns. You know, there are some some series that I keep separate that I have the issues like Dr. Strange, the oath, you know, I have those, that six issue series separate, but most of the time they just get put in a box and, and I don't have any rhyme or reason, no cataloging system. Cause I don't have the time for that. I've had a nomadic enough existence since moving to San Francisco that I can't really buy uh, single issues anymore. I just move yeah. too often and it's such a huge pain. I've donated a bunch of comics. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you can give them like Salvation Army or like children's hospitals and, when I was teaching, I used to keep you know a couple stacks in the back of the room, so if kids finish a test early or something like that, they can read instead of sitting there trying to talk. Right. So, did um, they do it? What did a lot of them do it? Yeah. Well, it was also neat is because um, where I taught, there was a lot of newcomer students who were you know struggling with with English, and they would ask if they could you know take a comic home you know to, to try to read it or look at. It. I'm like, yes, you know, go right ahead, and you know if it helped them out, that it's great. Yeah. Um, Jonathan continues with video games. There are numerous options for actually getting some of your investment back. Amazon credit, trading sites, eBay, but I don't know what to do with comics. I'm not going to read anymore. So, I mean, same thing. You could try selling them on eBay. You can try swapping them. Um, don't take them to comic stores. Most comic stores do not want your comics. Yep. Um, that is a fact. So many times I'm in a comic store and I'll see someone come in with some sort of collectible and I just kind of like walk away cause I know it's coming. It's like, I feel bad for whoever's behind the counter. It's like, we, uh, we feel, we must feel that question two to three times a day. And they're really? like, well, well, yeah, they're absolutely. like, how much is this worth? You know, cause yeah. they, they find something. And it's probably like from the '90s, and they think it's worth something, but it's it's not. Or if also, it is, you don't want to sell it to a comic store anyway, because in order to make, even if they do buy it, in order to make any kind of profit off of it, they have to under mm-hmm. they have to underbuy it. But they they think if a comic's worth a hundred bucks, you should give them a hundred bucks for that comic. Because like, yeah. the, what's the point? Yeah. Then you sell it for a hundred and dollars and a, a <laughs> penny. You tell them to yeah, go exactly. to eBay. Yeah. I mean that that's the best thing because I mean there are still. Um, Buyer's guide or, or, or you know price guides. Overstreet buyer's guide is also. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if, if that still comes out or how often it comes out, it? but I don't know if it does still oh, doesn't okay, it. Because right. I mean, at least with the wizard, which wasn't always accurate, but they they had it supposedly they they polled stores across the country supposedly <laughs> to find out what was hot and what wasn't. I yeah. don't know if they're inflating prices or not. But the best thing is to to look it up on eBay and see if you can find like five ten of that same item and, and get a, a, a sense of what they're selling for. You know. Watch them, see what people are willing to pay. That's that's how you know. The problem if it's if it's rare, you know, you're not going to see a lot of people trying to sell it. Cause... Right. So <laughs> that is kind of the difficulty of it. Oh, and he also wants us to give a shout out to his local comic shop, Austin Books and Comics. It's a great store, supposedly. What up, guys? Austin, Texas. I know someone in Austin, Texas. I did, but then he moved to San Rafael. But um, the guy I know he he stopped reading comics. He actually gave me his comics. 
Um, let's see. This is from Dan Myers. Let me start off by saying that the new Power Girl costume is horrendous. <laughs> this, to me, takes away from who Power Girl and how immediately identifiable she is. So basically he's saying she's identifiable by her her right, boobs. her giant rack. Okay, she <laughs> has. Oh, okay, here he goes. She has always had the boob window ever since go. her creation. She hasn't always had it though. Nope. No. So that that's you're sorry, Dan. You're wrong. She didn't always have it um, since her creation, and that is how people identify her as being Power Girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's it, the cost? The the hero with the yeah. Um, granted, her costume started as, okay as being low cut and then evolved into the window. But her costume has relatively stayed the same throughout the years. I'm more upset that they changed her identity than the window. But the window was nice. Smiley face. <laughs> um, Not really a question in there. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think? And maybe her being from Earth 2, James can give a little insight on whether they intend to change it back or not. James not here. Sorry. No. They have been James giving... isn't working on that book. Well, he just if he has any idea, I think that's what he's getting at. Oh, okay. Um, they have been giving little winks and nods to the window. Yeah, it got ripped last issue, I think. Or something like that. Yeah, the um, whole costume got ripped last issue. And um, there was a strategic hole like right in the center of her chest, which I thought was so Yeah, silly. so they've, they've given nods through other means. Her red dress had a window, and when she got her costume blown up by Haku, it was burned on her chest in a circle. Thanks. So, um, yeah, we can't answer that. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Um... That reminds me of uh, this starting. Uh, what, what's that? What's that? Uh, who's that? The the one female person who was on Attack of the Show. What's her name? Was it Attack of the Show? Olivia Munn. Yeah, that's it. She, she, they, there's a like a fake trailer movie with her, and uh, never mind. <laughs> Look it up. Uh, um, who was that? That was is that Dan? Okay. R. Preston. Um, on an earlier podcast, there was a discussion about DC Marvel teams. What do you think of the mix? Iron Man, Batman, Captain Marvel, Wonder Woman, Layla Miller, Jason Todd. Hmm. Also love Earth 2. Oh, so what do we think about that? Um, it's never going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it would always be – there are just so many different combinations you could do to see, like, you know, these team ups. Like when they did Spider-Man and Batman. Yeah. And Mark ba- I forgot who wrote it, but Mark Bagley drew it. It's like it was great. Carnage teamed up with the Joker. It yeah. was hilarious. Batman Punisher, Batman Spawn. But that was wasn't that Azrael Batman and Punisher? It was Jean Paul? Th- I think there might have been more than one. Yeah. No, I know. I think I know they've teamed up at least one. Oh yeah. Because I remember in one of them, Punisher mentions like this guy's a lot less extreme than the last guy I teamed up with. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're they're fun. I mean, it's great that we used to have those more often, and now it's like we're we're. There's absolutely no way. Oof. Well, there's, there's a lot of vitriol, it seems like, between the two companies now. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> it's just like people would buy it. It's like, yeah, it's like, you know, people would go whatever. nuts for it. And it's, it's like they, they, I think they, I mean, one character, one company didn't clearly win over the other. I mean, it was mm-hmm. always kind of even, like, you know, there'd be like a couple battles. So like each person could win or something like that. But it's like. You could set it up where like one person's not getting mopped up by the other, and and you know people. I don't know. Although with them now being owned by Warner Brothers and Disney, that I was just seems, thinking it that. seems even less likely. But still, it's, it's but um, you'll still see some. I mean, just recently, like Top Cow and Marvel did some some crossovers. 
Sure. I'm trying to think if there's been any. Comcast not owned by their biggest competitor. Yeah. But so it's just like it at, for them. I would think at the end of the day, it's about money. Yeah. And that's true. You know, they they would usually take turns. Like, so who actually published it? You know, like you know, one or the other company would would actually do it. But what's what's strange? Speaking of Top Cow, is um this week uh Witchblade, the Demon Returns. Um, it's miniseries, which is a follow-up to, I think it was like a 2003 or 2006 series that I think Mark Miller um, wrote and Jay Lee drew. So it's the, the sequel, it's being put out by Dynamite. It's Witchblade, not, no other characters, because you know, we had Witchblade in Red Sonja, I think. But this is just Witchblade, but it's put out by Dynamite. So it's like, Weird. Interesting. Um, also, I guess like even during Who Framed Roger Rabbit though that was like a licensing nightmare yeah because like they had to have like Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny on mm-hmm. screen for the exact amount of time yeah. same amount of time oh, so just give us some entertainment yeah exactly I agree um, Mickey Mouse and who Bugs, Bugs Bunny? Bunny oh yeah I when they appear that. on screen at the same time it, apparently like they had to like time it to the millisecond to make sure that they were on screen for exactly the same amount of time that's crazy yeah our Preston also loves Earth 2 um I can't answer this. Is this Grundy any relation to Necron? One more. We don't know. That's for James. <laughs> what do you guys think of Green Lantern, of the Green Lantern line? So if, I don't know which line. This is from 10 days ago. Does he just mean in general, like the, the line of books? I don't know. I don't know. Did he say something? <laughs> like a line? <laughs> or um, I think if, it's, if he's talking about the Green Lantern comics, I think we all love Green Lantern. Yeah. We like... Um, I like new it. new guardians, mm-hmm. um, kind of like mm-hmm. core, and then Red Lanterns, not so much. Oh yeah. <laughs> so for my favorite storyline, oh yeah, so it's, is the Indigo Tribe origin. So that was good. Can't okay. wait for Third Army. So it's gonna be crazy. I don't even know what to expect in that. I don't either, actually. <laughs> okay. Um. Next is from disgruntled scholar. Um, he recently started listening to podcasts. He's always enjoyed hearing comic book opinions from others, considering he doesn't have many friends in the area to follow month the month. She has a comment and a question. This is for Sarah in regards to the librarian insulting someone for taking out X, taking out X Men and Batman that you talked about. So, anyways, um, so the story at that, uh, there's a kid goes to the comic store or goes to the library. Gets some some comics, checks out along with Shakespeare, and they're like, "Why is that here?" They're basically insulting him, saying that if you're reading comic books, you can't even possibly read actual literature. So it's like, "Well, screw you! I'm not coming to your library anymore." Right. That's basically what it was. Um, it aggravates me when comics are not taken seriously as a form of literature. I had my own trouble with this in my doctor's waiting room. I brought my copy of Starman Omnibus Two to read, and a woman next to me who was reading Fifty Shades Darker said to me, "A comic." <laughs> Wow. Oh man, what did she say? Sorry, she said a comic, huh? In a condescending tone, makes me even more furious when the shade has more character and likability and is pinky than all the characters in that book combined. You know what? You okay? That that book is smut. Oh yeah. Okay, so what you should have done is been like, well. It's better than your smut. <laughs> anyway. What I think people should do is go on YouTube and look up Gilbert Gottfried reads Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes. <laughs> yes. What? Oh, yeah. There's oh, like it's a, exactly it's what kinda, it sounds like. It's like, like. like, a, like a, 
audio book commercial. Yeah. Are you serious? Yep. Yeah. And with Gilbert Godfrey. We can't play it now, but no, we look, cannot. Look it up. <laughs> we will have look to check up. the explicit box. Yeah. So look that up. Gilbert Gottfried reads Fifty Shades of Grey. It just, is if you just do Gilbert really Gottfried Fifty funny. Shades, I don't I'm sure understand. I don't. It's like you know how they do audiobooks, and a lot of times they have. No, I understand that, and I'm looking forward to seeing it's, that. It's gonna, I don't it's, understand. It's, it's, it's like, very erotic, sir. How that Gilbert Gottfried. I don't understand how that woman like like are you not embarrassed to be reading that book in public like that's the thing it's, it's a not New York it's Times not bestseller? marketed as pornography even though it is it's pornography that that like repressed people can feel good about reading <laughs> all right Man. next question no um, it's, it's disgusting and it's a complete no no standard. I mean like I'm not even judging that I'm not even ju- judging that book I'm just saying I am, like that book is insulting like, like <laughs> I think we're giving us way too much time no I'm I just want to finish my last sentence I'm sorry um, I'm just saying that I think that if if you're reading pornography in public then you really have no right to be judging a comic book or anything or someone <laughs> reading a comic in public that's all I was trying to say <laughs> we can move on unless you're reading um, Jennifer Blood that came out this week, I think it was this week that, that I refused terrible. to run the preview, and I told Dynamite that. I was like, "No, thank you." <laughs> um, so, disgruntled sold scholar was a big fan. Did I say scholar or soldier before? I mean, I don't know if I said I don't soldier. Remember. Disgruntled scholar. Um, I was a big fan of Paul Dini and Dustin Wynn's Batman Streets of Gotham, Hell in yeah. particular the potential dynamic between Damian Wayne and Colin Wilkes. It was nice to see Damian interact with someone his own age, and perhaps over time stabilizing as a person. My question is, would you like to see Colin as a supporting character in Tomasi's Batman and Robin? So I think that was that, that kid that could change into like a big something. I think that was the one where Damien met him on the streets and then he ends up putting the blood to make like a mask. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that kid so much. I, I don't remember. He's this like, I don't know if he was like a homeless kid or just lived on the streets or huh. wait, what did he say? Batman streets of Gotham. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I remember that. So Yeah, he was Because cool. I, I remember when Damien puts the blood, it's like he's going to sting his eyes. Yeah. Blood in her. I didn't I didn't care for that. That wasn't my favorite story in that run, I will admit. But um, Damien with friends would be interesting because he tried that in Teen Titans. Didn't work. I like that Supergirl uh, story that Josh, Josh Williamson, Williamson wrote. Yes. Um, he's okay. in love with Cassandra Kane. Who? Damien. No, I mean, who is Cassandra Kane? I'm not sure I've heard of this person. <laughs> anyway, next question. Derek Brunel um, says, I really don't hate Spider-Man. I do, however, find it frustrating that he constantly receives big roles in st- stories that really have nothing to do with him and he'll never mention again. For me, Spider-Man's page time is often gratuitous and the cost of page time for characters directly relevant to the plot. Um, and characters, For example, Pol- Polaris and House of M. Two fantastic redesigned by Koi Pell and a story about her family and the second genocide of her people. She'd been a survivor the first one. She only gets to speak twice and Spider-Man got a major never-to-be-referenced-again arc. Well, that was just so bizarre, his, his story. Um, entirely isolated incidents happening again in AVX. Both Cable and Magneto's daughters are being hunted by their friends and family, and neither one has done anything to the story. Spider-Man has major rogues. Spider-Man's just cool, I guess. Yeah, and his um, Cable's in a coma. Cable's in a coma. <laughs> Who's Cable? Um, I'm really not picking on him. He feels like... Um, it's basically... Yeah, I mean, it's Spider-Man is... is he's, he's almost like the heart and soul of 
the Marvel universe, you know, where he tells hope, you know, the whole power and responsibility. That's his thing. You know, yeah. he's, he's inspiration and he's the one that sacrifices his life to be a hero. You know, he's given up so much. Um, and he's, he's like Marvel's mascot. So it's like, yeah, they're going to throw him in there. It's, it, and I agree. It doesn't necessarily make sense if it's something like house of M, which should have been a mutant yeah. thing, but I don't, I don't know if he had a huge, I mean, he had his own like mini series, which was not great, <laughs> which was just weird. Um, which made no sense. Yeah, so I I, I, I do kind of kind of agree, but that's just how it is, I guess. And now that he's with Avengers, he's he has more right to be everywhere. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, and then another one. So Derek is from Ireland, by the way. I didn't mention it. So all the way from Ireland. Um, he's really enjoying Earth Two. Oh, these are questions for James. James not here. Um, could Earth Two Wonder Woman fly? Which that's another interesting question about the flying thing. In Wonder Woman, I think she was flying in the first issue. I think she was, but then there is that. The, the, yeah, I don't want to get into specifics of issue twelve. You're talking about Earth Prime Wonder Woman. No, but I'm also talking about Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, right? In in issue twelve, right? Where there's she a certain can't thing. Fly. She was given the ability to fly by Hermes, who threw a feather and it like yeah. hit her leg. Yep. So, but then, but, so I didn't want to mention that toilet, <laughs> but um, well, no, I mean, so, but then the question is, I'd have to go back and look. Was she? able to fly in justice league the first mm. arc five years ago i don't think so yeah, I, don't I don't think know. so either I, I don't know i gotta go back and look um she didn't even know what ice cream was how could she fly so yeah these are questions for james why did you decide to change identity to wonder woman's father on That's earth too that wasn't james that was azarella um okay <laughs> so that's it from derek that, that, that. Uh, Andrew Tam says, of all the comic book, all the comic movies that have ever been made, what do you think are your top three? Andrew's are Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, The Rocketeer, The Avengers. Not in any particular order. This is Andrew Gore, by the way. Hmm. Um, it's just hard to say when if you look at all the comic book movies because there's such, such differences. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 that's a tough because you know Avengers was really good but yeah. I mean it was a really good comic book movie but I wouldn't say it's like an artistic comic movie you know and Scott Pilgrim was a really good adaptation but you have to like the stories and the characters so I mean it's just I think there's just so many different attempts made um, I think didn't you like Electra, sir? no <laughs> or Catwoman no. I don't know what your your top are. Because I never told you. I know. That's what I'm saying. I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know what they are actually. I'd have to think about it. You know what what a Christopher Nolan Batman? Like if you're gonna hit, pick three, yeah. It's like geez. Christopher I mean, Nolan Batman is great. Okay. Yeah. I love the Dark Knight. But I also like um Batman. Uh and that's a completely different movie. Batman like Michael with Michael Keaton. I wouldn't put that in my personal top three. But, I mean, I would. But that's There's too much. I like too much those prints. movies. I'm just saying that they're very different yeah. stylistically. And also The Avengers is a great superhero movie. But they're just all very different. Like you said, it's not as artistic or deep or thought-provoking as Nolan's Batman trilogy. And it has such a huge budget to help make it look visually impressive. Exactly. Sure. And, you know, like, you know, you look at Christopher Reeve, Superman, you know, that was great. But when you look at it now, even the Blu-ray, which looks awesome, you know, they 
cleaned it up, but it's like, you know, try to compare that to the Avengers. It's like, right. You know, so that's a tough one. You stumped us, <laughs> Andrew Gore. Um, Tobin, Tobin Rasikot, we've, we've heard from a lot. Um, do you think we shall see what really happened between a Justice League and Martian Manhunter? I'm sure we will at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, do Maybe you, an issue zero. Do you think that the Atlantean relics are similar to the Millennium items in Yu-Gi-Oh? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh was past my time. Yeah, I don't. I always thought it was weird. So I, I've never watched Yu-Gi-Oh, but I'd see commercials. So you kind of see what Yu-Gi-Oh looks like. You know what he looks like, right? But then when you hear his voice, he's got like I, I think at least the English dub. I think he has like the super low voice. There's a reason for that. There is doesn't look like you would think. That is explained in the narrative of the show. Hello, I'm Yu-Gi-Oh. Is it because he's like taken? Like he's got some like. Egyptian god entity in his like that takes him over or something. I want to say that you're correct, but I don't know. Sure, sure. you guys know more about Yu-Gi-Oh than you're letting on. My little sister would watch Yu-Gi-Oh every weekend, and you would right. watch it with her, standing behind the couch, like I'm not watching. No, I don't know. I don't know anything about Yu-Gi-Oh. That's as much as I know. I watch Yu-Gi-Oh abridged because Yu-Gi-Oh Ball Z abridged is hilarious. I may be offending some people, but Yu-Gi-Oh seemed kind of kind of cheap like low low budge like not not as like it's kind of like i don't know not a lot of anime is. No, dragon, <laughs> I mean, it, dragon ball z seems cheap. no see I, I would say dragon ball z would, oh, that was would be better than, really? than Yu-Gi-Oh. at least for me i mean i watched it before i i'll admit i watched dragon ball z oh yeah um and uh dragon ball z kai, Ka, kai was way better oh yeah obviously Naruto. Yeah, they clean that. i've only seen a handful like the first few naruto I like Naruto. One. I liked uh, the kid that was supposed to be like Bruce Lee. He was so cool. So I saw like Death Note. I liked Death Note. I mean, that was such, and I still haven't finished reading it. Really? You know, my, my whole, cool. well, my, 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 my thing, how, when something, I know what the end is coming. Uh-huh. I don't like, like I zombie. Someone asked a question <laughs> about that, but I, I skipped it. Someone asked me what I thought about the yeah, end of I zombie. Reading I've, I haven't read it because I know once I read it, it's done. There's no more. So like with, with Death Note, I think I, I'm halfway through the twelfth book because there's thirteen. Mm-hmm. But I know once I read thirteen, it's done. And I, I have to say that that's one thing I like about anime and um, manga is that it's a contained and it's story, finite. and there's an end. Except when it isn't. <laughs> Except when it's not Stuff like, or like Ranma, for instance, is like. Hey, don't make fun of Ranma. I love it's Ranma. Like, I'm not. I'm not making fun of it, but it's like 300 episodes. I'm and not sure I'd great. call that self-contained. But most of them are. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. I'm sure you have more questions. Oh, t- uh, tons. Oodles. Um, <laughs> let's see. Finally, with the success of AVX, do you think we could see a Marvel Ultimate Alliance three with that storyline similar? Probably. I would love to see a third Ultimate Alliance, but I doubt. Um, or, it. <laughs> or how to follow Civil War. I don't know. The second one, yeah, followed yeah. Civil War. I would love, and they were actually they were setting up Secret Invasion uh, for the third one, but that never came together. Okay, Travis Travis <laughs> Pratt says my questions are for everyone. So, should I open the door? Just, yeah. I always feel weird favorite. when we're on this floor because like all these. I don't even know what these people do out, outside here. And this, this walk in with our comic books and they kind of look at you. It's like, what are, what are you? See, yeah, they're judging oh, us. Probably. 
Um, so you should ask them that. Hey, come in and answer this question. With um, the comic shops you all go to most often, do you think digital comics have taken a lot of business away from comic shops? Hmm. Uh, I don't think so. No. Because I, I nope. think, I mean, people are still, they, they love their, their actual comics. Um, and I think the only pe- the people that are re- religiously doing digital, they probably didn't have direct access to comic stores. The, the adoption rate on digital comics and on things like smartphones and stuff like that always seems so much higher when you're in the thick of it. Like when you go to an enthusiast site like Comic Vine, it seems like everybody's talking about digital comics. No, not at all. Really? Comic Vine, they're anti. I mean, it used to be. Well, I mean, we they're, would, we they're would, anti, but they're still talking about it. Yeah, but they they don't want to have anything to do with it. They, but I mean, if you if you like asked a random person on the street what they thought of digital comics, they probably wouldn't even know what you're talking about. I don't know. With with all the iPads, iPhone, I mean, they could come across an app somehow. But or see again, mention, like it's it's the adoption rate isn't as great as what we is what we, our perception of it might. So even be. like tech sites, you know, cover it. Sure. Like you know. I don't know, but like, how many people there's use no the way, internet there's no to way look for up us technology? To know either, like how how well they're. That's a question someone else brings up. I I remember seeing it. Hopefully, I will read it, like about the numbers. And there are like, no numbers out, um, which is weird. <laughs> uh, but but the good thing about digital, so, so like I mentioned, how I didn't get um, Rorschach this week. I got back here because I was going to review it. I'm like, crap, I don't have the issue. So then I asked Mad if he could review it, but then. I ended up getting it in Comixology Wednesday night and read it. So, I mean, that was the thing is I didn't have to run out to comic stores. Like I could just read it right there. Sure. So that's, that's the good thing about digital is you have that, that luxury. Um, so do we think they've taken away business? If they haven't yet, do you think it won't be long until it happens? No, not necessarily. It's it, if it ever does, it's going to be a while. Cause even like, like Kindle fire and all that where they're, they're pushing, like you can get trades on there and you know, exclusive deals and that, I mean, I can totally see why people would say that, though, or why they'd talk about that. Because, I mean, you, you see the number of bookstores that are closing down, like yeah. Borders and Barnes and Noble is struggling to. That's a that's a whole other like problem, though. Yeah. <laughs> with I, those with those big chain stores. Yeah. It's it's very different. And it's the way that they do business. Yes. And it's very different from the way borders. that uh, comics stores do business yeah, it's, a, it's very different from the way that successful stores do business <laughs> and so apparently travis works at a comic shop oh. um well then what's your perception well, he, he's concerned about this because he's been working at his local comic shop for a year now and he loves it so he hopes that this doesn't take away basically he doesn't want to lose his job sure which is like i mean you don't want to see your favorite store go away because of that so um so he says he loves the show, never misses it. He checks the website every day for the latest comic news. Best things put on the Facebook page for the shop he works at. So thanks for that. Thank you. Um, okay, that was Travis. This is Jay Thunder 101, also known as Brett from Ohio. Um, with the number of DC's New 52 titles reaching their 12th issue, I wanted to ask you all how you think New 52 has done. We are a year into New 52. What do you think they have done well and not so well? Also, is there anything from... Um, I think they've done... A, I'll stop right there. There's more. I think they've done a good job reintroducing a lot of characters and making it new reader. You know, hopefully new readers have come. Um, some characters have gotten really good um, re- reboots. I, I don't even want to say like, you know, or, or like Wonder Woman, you know. Mm-hmm. People are excited about Wonder Woman. It's like, when was the last time so many people talked about Wonder Woman? You know, not saying that there wasn't good Wonder Woman stories in the past, but you know, people are actually looking forward to it. So I think it's given them the opportunity to tell 
big stories and have more people look at them or talk about them. Um, but then things they haven't done well is the whole thing is like, well, what has happened? What hasn't yeah. happened? We're going to change this. Or where is this character at? And there's been like nothing. Consistency across the titles. Um, yeah. I think what they haven't done well is uh, there are certain books that have had um, changes in, in direction. And it's obvious. And you, 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 it doesn't feel cohesive. So when you look at the, the title through its run since the beginning – you don't feel like you've been reading a book that makes very much sense. And I think that that's, I think that that's a problem. And, and that's, I think it's essentially an editorial problem because I don't think that they have a vision for certain characters. You know, they don't know what to do. Like Hawkman is very different now than he was from the beginning of his series. I think it seems like I only read the first, maybe two issues of Hawkman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then but like Deathstroke. Deathstroke, um, like completely Ky- different. Kyle Higgins, I loved Kyle Higgins' run, and then the Rob Liefeld one. It, it, I, I thought it, it felt like it was something from the nineties. Uh-huh. You know, it, was, it had that feel, yeah. sure. and not just the art, but mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was totally different because with with Higgins' Deathstroke, he was like some superpower, like the at the end where he gets a submarine <laughs> thrown on him. But um, and then with with Rob Liefeld taking over, you know, you you were seeing you know Z lot and you know Lobo's there, so it's like you're going from like more realistic, you know, street villains to uh, an alien to who, an intergalactic bounty hunting who talks biker. to dolphins. Well, same thing sort of happened in Voodoo too. Yeah, right. So yeah. you had like a change in the direction of the character. Like she started out one way, and she wound up completely different way, and yeah. she's completely convoluted now. So. Um. It, anyway, that was my problem. Is there anything from the previous continuity that you miss? I don't think we need to say it. I think it, we've said it so many times. People are yeah. tired of it. Um, me personally, I miss Wally West as a Flash. I'll admit it. I liked Wally better than Barry. Um, I thought he was a more interesting Flash, especially when Jeff Johns wrote him. But see, that's for a lot of people it's because they grew up. You know, Wally or Barry was dead for like, what, 24 years now? Something mm-hmm. like that. So it's like a lot of people reading that have been reading for years, they have only known Wally. My big question is there room for Wally? Because he can't be, you know, with with Barry. Barry's younger now, and he's not even married to Iris. We don't know when or if that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So it's like, where does Wally fit in? Is Wally even? Well, his character's so different. I'm just saying, where is there a place for him? Because now we have Bart so. Allen. I mean, if you think about it, like like Wally's so different from from Barry Allen, just like. Steph and Cassandra and Barbara are three completely different Batgirls. So I think there's room for those characters somewhere. I just don't know where you would put them. No. Because since they've already, they've already jumped, the same thing with Donna Troy. Can you have Donna Troy now that we have Cassie as, as Wonder Girl? You know, it's like, where, where do they fit in? And, and again, it's that five-year window. And I, I, I really think that part of the reason is like they don't want to have Wally because they don't want to have more than one Flash. You know, you can't have Barry and, and Wally both as a Flash. Like we saw for a little bit when Barry came back, you know, they're both wearing Flash costumes, and there's a slight variations with you know their costumes. How you can tell the difference, like the way the, the lightning bolt around the waist was, and so I don't know. That's it's just it's it's frustrating. Um, that Batman can have an entire support network, but we can't have two Flashes. Like, <laughs> I guess, but it's like, what would you call call Wally? You know, Monster. I mean, it's, it's like it's like when one um, Wildcat, when his his son, then he became Wildcat too. So it's like they're both Wildcat. Right. 
It's like that could be confusing if you're out in a battle. <laughs> so, I don't know. Sure. Um, call him something else. <laughs> let's see. I guess Kid Flash is taken, but... <laughs> yeah, so, so that's the other thing, because you, you can't even introduce Wally as a kid, because you already have Bart. So, I don't know. Um, Kenneth Clark says, on the past few, all I've been reading is Daredevil. I have picked up almost every trade from Miller to Wade, and I'm about to start um, Brubaker's run. He has quickly made his way into my top five favorite heroes. Daredevil seems to be the most consistently well-written book since the beginning. Mm -hmm. What book do you think has always been consistently well-written? Batman? Mm -hmm. Well, that's hard to say because Batman has different series. I mean, Batman, Scott Snyder? I, I don't know. I think well, I mean he's talking about Daredevil and like years like past like Bendis's run. Which oh, he's talking about in general, not just this. I, I think he's saying Daredevil's always series? been been a great written character. Oh, he seems to be saying from well, there was a lot of time between Miller and Bendis. Yeah, but and Brew Baker. Yeah. I don't know then. Um. Uh, how about Deadpool? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Deadpool's been all over. Yeah. Invincible? I don't know. Like, yeah. I guess. I, guess I mean, you could say Spider Man, in a way. Since he's always, yeah. I mean, Spider Man hasn't really changed aside from the fact that now he has a job in the, right. in the lab. But uh, I don't know. Um, but I guess for the most part, Batman is kind of the same. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's usually always been good Batman stories, except recently. You know, we've not had some great ones. His, Night, his ongoing though, <laughs> his his ongoing has been kind of consistent. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's been some... At least in the last, like, six years. Yeah. yeah. Because it's been Grant, and then it was Scott. Yeah, that's true. Um, so there we go. <laughs> let's see. Why is Daredevil rarely featured in any big crossovers? He is shown in AVX, but has only had a couple of lines. So that that's my thing. So um, the, the question I put out t- this morning, the Off Your Mind, was about, like, what should happen with the Daredevil movie? Because, you know, we're not going to have the the 70s movie so it's like if if the rights go back to marvel dc should he be an avengers movie because they're they're, they have to start production by october which may not happen but the the thing is like bendis brought him into the avengers it's like he's hardly even been in avengers so it's like what's the point of having him in the the avengers so it's like he's just i mean he had shadowland which was a clunker and it had great potential (laughs) i mean i don't know why why Daredevil just likes to do his own thing, I guess. He There's that. There's the fact that his his power set isn't quite as diverse as someone like Spider-Man, so it's like yeah, Spider-Man can't fly and he's not invincible, but he's got super strength, he's got agility. Whereas Dare- Daredevil's just kind of got agility. <laughs> like that's his big thing. So, you know, in a in a crossover like AVX, he doesn't really have a role because he's also not like super science-minded. I don't know. Like he can't, you know, unfortunately you can't sue the Phoenix Force. Maybe Christian Casares says, It's not often that I move to tears by a comic book, but Bendis wrote a beautiful issue of Spider-Man with issue number four. So this is from last week, obviously. I love seeing Peter interact with the Ultimate Universe's Gwen, but it hit me real hard when May sits with him and they talk about Ben. Yeah, that was good. Um, not only does Bendis nail the tone with the perfect dialogue, but Sarah Pacelli brings something to the table that I don't think many artists could. And without the scene... Just wouldn't work, and that is her amazing work on facial expressions. It's no question there; just a comment. He, so, it was but a it's great a comment issue. that I agree with. Yeah, 
Jeez, how many more do I got? Okay, so I'm selling last week's stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's one from August 10th from Andy Loken. Loken, Loken. Um, this is the hood. The hood. On a comic Damn. Line. As a longtime Marvel reader, I use New 52 as a good excuse to finally start reading DC. I read a lot of number ones, continued reading ones that I really liked. One book that was really indif- I was really indifferent about was Wonder Woman. Since I already spent a lot of money on Marvel, I couldn't really afford to keep reading a DC book that was I was only indifferent about based on the hopes that it would get better. Now I hear the book is amazing. Apparently, I made a mistake in not keeping up. So my question is, can I just jump into the series this late, or should I pick up the trades that they come out? What do you think, Sarah Lima? I think you might be able to read uh, this week's issue and be okay. I mean, you definitely want to... But if he hasn't been reading DC at all, then he's not going to understand... Well, the whole thing with with, with Wonder Woman and her origin changing and all that, you know, and just all these other gods, you know, walking around and, you know, it's a pregnant woman with a god baby. And so it's like, if he started reading, it's like, who's this? What's going on? Who's this candlehead person? No, I'm talking about what happens in this last issue. Yeah. If he hasn't been reading DC and he's not familiar with DC, then he's not going to understand the significance like Corey said. Yeah. Well, they may so not understand it, but... He might want to... But it might be interesting still. You might, it might interest you um, enough to, to be like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll pick up the issue that comes after this. Yeah, the, you might be better off with the one after this. Just you cause... might be better off with issue zero. Yeah, that too. Um, and then you can start there. Or you could just read this issue and then read issue zero. And get the have. trades. Also, yeah, grab the trade because the yeah. first well, the first hardcover is out. But, but there's money. It's like, yeah. it money. money doesn't grow on trees. Or you might be better off sure. just issue zero, skip the trade, and then just... So get this issue, zero, and skip the trade, and then just start from this week. Yeah. Matthew Santori says, wondering what your feelings on double shipping titles are. Seems like... Lately, Marvel is consolidating their line to less titles overall, but shipping many of them more often. Do you think this limits the amount of variety in their line or just more of a good thing? Uh, if it's a good series, I think that's fine. Um, like, you know, we're, we get Spider-Man, you know, that comes out twice a month. Avengers vs. X-Men has been coming out twice a month. Um, like Uncanny X-Force almost seems like it's coming out twice a month. And Avenger, or Wolverine and the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting that I don't know. I mean, if if it's something good, you get more of a good thing, but it means you're buying more, so it makes it harder because yeah. then you can't buy other things. So it, it, it's it a good way to. It also keeps the pacing a little bit more consistent. Yeah, because you don't have as much downtime to kind of like, you know, boy, these guys have been standing in the same position for an entire month. <laughs> but then it just limits you, like other things that you might not be able to read. Because, That's true. So in a sense, like, yeah, I mean, if if you look at all the X Men books, that could be like all you're reading because they're coming out all like. All the time. So, yeah. Nick Bundy loves the podcast. I've been reading Deadpool. I love it now. Um, let's see. What do you all, especially Sarah, think of the new Deadpool series taking a more comedic approach? I think it's great. So I guess you're like the Deadpool expert now. I am. I don't know. He, he seems... Yeah. <laughs> My screen name. No. I know. Corey is probably uh, the biggest Deadpool fan in here. Woo! Um. I'm raising the roof and you can't see it. I don't care for the new approach. I like Waze Run. It's comedy. Um, I don't know if there's anything. What I don't know if he's talking about the Marvel now 
which has isn't out yet, which yeah. oh, we know it's being written by comedians. Yeah. Is he talking about Deadpool Kills? I don't know. Um, let's see. I like Waze Run. It's comedy when there's need to be comedy and it's serious, sort of. So I don't know. If, if he's talking about the new one, I, mean, I don't have an opinion on the new one because I don't know anything except that really cool cover for the first issue. Yeah. Jimmy Jones. Uh, my second question is I'm interested in getting into Fathom, the one from Top Cow. Uh, Aspen? Yeah. yeah, so I, I, I'm assuming Aspen. That is Aspen Studios. But I know the writer had health problems throughout the years, was writing it, so can you tell me to order? <laughs> I've looked on Comic Vine, but it doesn't give the volumes. I know Comixology has them in order, but I only read digital first comics. I like reading comics in a normal way, and looking at Amazon just confuses me more. Um, I thought there was an omnibus for Fathom. I don't know. Um, no. Um I actually don't know where they are right now with Fathom. They keep putting out like different series and Yeah. They have a bunch of like small like four issue series mm-hmm. that they put out. But um I don't know how to answer that question. Because I haven't I haven't read all those books. I've read like very little, like maybe two or three issues, if that. Mm-hmm. Um You might be better off going to Comixology and getting or at least trying to figure out what they are. If, if they have them in order, you know, at least mm-hmm. get the names or, I mean, I would think like, I don't know if, I mean, if, if it's not on our page, maybe Wikipedia might have it listed some sort of order or just try to contact Aspen. You know, maybe they can put something on, on their site on a blog or something that say, you know, here's the order. I mean, that's a good thing about like Hellboy. Cause at least those are numbered, you know, you know, there, there's a series of mini series. So sorry. Um, Jacob Sloat. Um, loves podcasts, has some troubles recently upgraded from buying trades to also buying three to four issues a month at a local comic book shop. In fact, it's the only comic shop in his Minnesotan, Minnesotan city. Minnesota. <laughs> On his last visit, the owner and sole employee was extremely rude. I checked a few review pages and this seems to be a pattern. I don't really feel like giving him my business anymore. But I really don't want to stop buying my monthly issues. Mm. The only thing I can think of is driving an hour away every month for the newest or for the nearest comic store or buying an iPad to go digital. Neither option makes my girlfriend happy. Got any ideas? <laughs> First of all, um, I sympathize because that's happened to me before more mm-hmm. than once where I've gotten into a store and like the person behind the counter has been extremely rude. Oh, yeah. And you're like, why am I here? Yeah. Like, why am I going to give you my money? Um, so I'm sorry. But... Um, Maybe try digital or or like um, tfaw dot com. Thanks for another totally. world. Yeah, and then there are some online Get stores delivered to your house. If if I mean, because you can subscribe. I think you can subscribe on tfaw. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. to like your monthly issue. I mean, if there's no other store around and you don't really want to do an iPad, have yeah. them delivered. You might not get them day they they come out, but you should get them. You know, relatively soon if, after. The- if the person's not the owner, complain to the owner. Like I, I remember as a little little kid, there was a <clears throat> local comic book store that I would go to to buy like cards and whatnot. And one of the people who worked there was like really aggressively mean, and I was like little. I was like, man, being this mean to like a little kid, that's that's pretty messed up. And so I complained to the owner, and within a couple of weeks, he was gone. <laughs> but I mean, if the employee could be. Good friend, or that, you know, that is that so. is the risk that you run, but and they may be like whatever. Yeah, screw you, man. Yeah, I mean, um, on a side note, I think you guys rock. How did comicvine.com get started, and how did you start working there? How many people working this stuff for you? Um, 
we've talked about this before on on my about me page i kind of have the story me ethan and dave started the site they did the code i did content and then you know we just started doing building we did wiki pages news came i was an intern last summer um well before that sarah came yeah (laughs) and then intern then you came matt um who you met (laughs) i I went to to the comic store in st charles i was like hey i work for this site and he's like cool Mm -hmm. and then and then he started got, writing. He became yeah. a moderator and he started writing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So as far as people that work here, so um, it's the three of us. So we got Matt Elfring, we got Eric Norris, um, and that's it. Yeah. Let's see. That was Jacob Michael Amat. Says. Um, so always check to the site, listen to podcasts from time to time. Um, he's a fan of all things Whiskey Media. But recently, he's, he's been checking in daily, listening to every podcast. I've always been interested in superheroes, Batman and Spider-Man mostly, but never really read or followed comics. I always watched cartoon shows, played video games, watched movies, picked up the action figures. The only time I remember getting excited about comics as a kid and going to the comic store to get the latest issues was when the Bane breaking Batman's back and death Superman stories. <laughs> now that I have an income as an adult and with digital distribution, making it easier to pick up, I figured why not get into comics? I've gone back and read some Batman books like return of the dark Knight, year one longest Halloween, but I would like to start reading the current issues and follow on, on follow the ongoing story. However, I'm just extremely overwhelmed. I've always liked Batman. So I decided to start there looking at all the new 52 books related. To Batman is daunting. I have no idea where to start. Should I just follow? Should I follow just the Batman series, Batman, Robin, Detective, Dark Knight? Um, so far, I've stuck to just Batman, Nightwing, which is good. Um, just stopping right there. Batman, Robin is is a good one to go with. Mm-hmm. Um, Detective, it it's um, we don't do we know who's doing Detective yet? I don't I, think that's. I don't. Been, I do not. I don't isn't, know. Isn't it a? Oh like, no, yeah, layman? it's, it's layman. yeah, layman's yeah. so. That could be interesting. Um, I love Chew, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And Dark Knight has gotten, um, with Greg Hurwitz, now he's writing it, so it, it's it's a different approach. But um, obviously Batman is, is a good one to go. And I would say you know Batman Robin is, is a good second um, if you wanted, if you have the means for another one. And, of course, Nightwing because it's Dick Grayson. And then depending where you want to go from there. Um, I'm enjoying them all. Am I missing out? So it just depends on how much Batman you want. Um, do I need to read the other series? It doesn't seem like it. They've been pretty much self-contained. We'll see what happens with the Joker death of the family storyline. Um, do I need to know what's up with the justice league to not miss any important plot points? Absolutely not. Cause it seems like there's, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, so again, that's only if you like the characters and you want more. Um, I guess what I'm asking in way too many words, is there some guidance and a starting point? I started with the new 52 because I figured it all just relaunched and be easier to get into. Marvel stuff seems really crazy just to enter now. Obviously, in October, November, Marvel is starting out with Marvel now, so that'll be a good place to jump in there. Um, as a Batman fan, what books do you suggest following? So again, Batman series, Batman and Robin, Nightwing, those are definite ones. Um, Batman Incorporated, Batman Inc., I don't know if that's going beyond issue 12. <coughs> and then... If you want more, um, Detective could be good with, with Lehman on there, and then um, Dark Knight if you want some darker stories. But they're not all absolute. But definitely Batman is 
Um, okay, so that was Michael. Um, Tobin, another question from two days ago. Uh, who do you like better, Spider-Man Sinister Six or Venom Savage Six? Hmm. That's. I'll go Sinister Six. I, I really liked the Savage Six. I have to say, I. I, I... I don't know, though. Sinister Six are such classics. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm just going with them. Yeah. Sarah? <laughs> I don't have an opinion. Will they ever release an Uncanny X for Omnibus? Um, at some point, I would say Probably, so. Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Uncanny X-Force Omnibus? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you yeah. think they will? I'm sure they will. I mean, at some point. I don't know what their Omnibus... I don't follow the Omnibuses that closely to know how often they do, but I would think... At some I, point. Does Marvel re- release Omni- Omnibi? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They do? They just yeah. released the entirety of Grant Morrison's run on X-Men. Oh, I, I, well, I, have, um, I have Amazing Spider-Man Omnibus, which is like the first hundred issues. Mm-hmm. So things like huge, heavy. They also, they also released Operation Zero Tolerance. 70 bucks in that thing. Wow. Yeah. <coughs> uh, oh, Tony. It's your fault. What would be the last story you would reread before dying? <laughs> What? Whoa! <laughs> it's kind of something we don't. Um, hmm. I would read um, Tintin. I'm trying to think, like which which has a really positive outcome for the afterlife. It depends on. Like how do you like you're on your deathbed dying or yeah. there's a zombie outbreak and you think you're you're infected <laughs> and you're about to die? Uh, boy, yeah, that that's, that is a tough one. Um, yeah, I guess it, it depends. I don't know. Probably something with Spider Man. Those are always usually pretty hopeful. I think I'd I'd go with, some, with Madman because mm-hmm. that's just so bright and cheerful and yeah, exactly. Um. Now that we're all down thinking yeah, about dying. Seriously. Thanks. Oof. Travis Gibson. Um, I know they have said that Blackest Night still happened in U52, but I'm con- incredibly confused. Join the club. <laughs> How could Join such an club. event happen if heroes have only been around for five years or less? Again, they could have been around for more than five. Because five years ago in Justice League number one, um, Barry Allen and, and Hal Jordan knew each other. So they've had some sort of interaction before. Have that many of them really died that Necron can build a full army of dead of Black Lanterns already. Uh, and that's the thing. A lot can happen in five years if you look at, you know, how long it takes for characters to age. You know, they haven't aged that much since, you know, I mean, how old is, is, is Spider-Man? You know, late 20s? Is he, has he reached 30s yet? So it's like time goes by. I mean, Franklin is still like five years old. <laughs> so, so a lot happens in that. So that's, that's, that's how they do it. Um, it's an eventful five years. <laughs> Travis Pratt. <clears throat> so I got his questions last from last week. Uh, I asked this already, and Sarah and Corey have gave great answers and information, but Tony and James weren't there last time. Um, my question is: What is a name? What is the name of, and where is the best comic shop you've ever been to, and why? <laughs> Um, 
Choose your next words carefully. I've never been to your store. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't even know where West Portal is. <laughs> it's right on the KLM line. I don't know where it is. I, I don't know, know where it is. is. West yeah. Portal. Yep. Like, like need going to time. It's a great machine. area. <laughs> uh, I so, I mean, uh, I'd have to say Isotope is. I mean, that's because yeah. it's that's a comic lounge. It's. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I like the other comic store I go to up north, Comic Book Box. Um, hey, they, that's the one I was talking about. Really? When? In Petaluma, uh, earlier. Yeah, it was in Petaluma. Now it's yeah. in um, uh, 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 Roanoke Park. Oh, okay. County. I did not know they moved. <coughs> yeah, they, they've moved a few few times. Yeah, yeah, that's the one that I used to go to in Petaluma. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It, it, yeah, they, they kept moving further away. It's like, oh, man. Yeah. So, um, But yeah, I mean, I, I really like that store, too. Um, and then I went to some in, in Illinois. And there is one where there's a weird guy working. His name was Matt. <laughs> in Illinois. It was really weird. Guy bottom. sounds really negative. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know when this question came up that I guess you two did a podcast. Yeah, when did when did you and I, Sarah, have a podcast without Tony? You must have been out, like maybe I don't know. Did you guys do one when I was in Hawaii? I think uh, so. No, because I was I had no. a friend's wedding to go to. Must have been a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> Zach Wilkerson, um, he first wants to say he loves the podcast. His wife and him listen to it together on long car rides to pass the time. Oh, that's cool. It's especially helped my wife get more interested and familiar with the comic book industry. That's Great. really cool. And yeah. hopefully she doesn't mind uh, James Green Lantern <laughs> certain type of rings. And talk. <laughs> hey, honey, what do you think about this? Oh, boy. oh wow. Uh, How would your wife feel about that, Tony? That's too much information, sir. Don't ask me. What, you're trying to ask me about things about me and my wife. No, I'm asking you how, like, how she would perceive conversations with James on the podcast. Uh, she would wouldn't never listen. Would she blush? <laughs> I don't know. She's. I mean, I I just think she's she's had comic talk overload. Oh, so okay. she's like. Doesn't well, want to hear it. I didn't mean to. Uh, yeah, James always cry. James always brings up such interesting discussions, though. I yeah. feel like you can't get overloaded. It's... Anyway, <laughs> on to the question. The yes. questions people really want to know. <laughs> oh, see, I think it's really James wants to know. That's why he's he asked me those questions. Sure. James just wants to make everyone in this room uncomfortable. Uh, I think he just just wants he, he has wants yet to, to know succeed with me. You hear that, James? I'm throwing the gauntlet down. <clears throat> James isn't listening. God damn it. <laughs> Um, first question has to do with superhero movies. Everyone knows DC wants to make a Justice League movie that could rival Avengers. As much as I love superhero movies, especially the Avengers, there's something inherently cheesy about them. At this point, I think it would be a suicide for DC to create a Justice League movie that is essentially an Avengers clone. How would you feel if instead DC were to create its own cinematic universe but use computer-generated animation instead of live action? Nope. This would set... The, these movies apart from Marvel and allow them to tell stories more in line with the comics. Oh, actually, I you know, mean like like that um, DC Universe Online trailer that they put out? Just do like, 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 like yeah. CG movies. Yeah, it's something a, like that. Because that would be cool. If it looked like that, I would love it. It would be cool, but it would love it. bomb. Like people, yeah. people don't want to see an animated, like yeah. big budget animated superhero movie. I know it would be a huge risk, yeah. but I, for one, think it could pay off really well as DC's animated movies are generally very well done. Mm-hmm. Speaking of DC's animated movies, I haven't heard anything. I should try to find out about this. Apparently, um, Warner Brothers is like shutting down their direct-to-video um, branch. What? So that means no more like, like Ace Ventura 2 <laughs> and 
and you know all these like Ventura Two is in theaters or three or whatever. You know <laughs> they do all these like weird random sequels that go yeah. directed to DVD. Yeah. Apparently, I think that they, that branch might have been shut down. So I don't know what that means about the the DC direct because those DVD. are really good. Unlike yeah. these other crap movies that you're for some reason talking about. I mean, they'll they'll do Dark Knight Returns Part One and Two, but after that, I I don't know if there's. I mean, you mean no more animated movies? I don't know. I because for this, I forgot where I read this, but I think they said that Warner Brothers was going to do direct to DVD anymore. I don't know if that just means live action direct to DVD. Yeah. Or if that also includes animated, because that would be crazy. It's insane. Maybe, maybe they could do some kind of Netflix exclusive for the streaming. Or Why something. don't they take all the money that goes to the like live action direct to DVD and put it towards the la- like the animated? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the other question is how successful are they? I mean, how many people are actually yeah. buying them versus pirating That's and watching true. them online? So, I mean, if people are doing that, they might say, okay, we're putting all this production time, getting actors and producers and writers and blah, blah, everyone that all the millions of people that take to make one animated movie. Maybe they're lose, they're not making big enough profit. They should just put like, they should just release them on like Hulu or Netflix mm-hmm. or something. People need to stop pirating. And then they That's could, for sure. And then they could get. Maybe, I don't know. Like, yeah. there really is, no, like, no, because it's always like, oh, it's it's hard to find. It's like, well, it's all on Netflix Instant. I think every single DC animated movie is on there. All right. We're running out of time. Um, with DC's new practice rolling out new series and waves, what would be your dream pick for a fourth wave book? Um, I think we would all say something like Cassandra Kane, yeah. Stephanie Brown, Wally West. You know, mm-hmm. basically all the characters who are missing would yeah. love to see them. Um, I know Grant Morrison is leaving superhero comics soon. But I would kill, not literally, for a New God series. Hmm. Maybe. Read. <laughs> by him. Never mind. By him. I, we'll probably see something New God soon. But he would love to see something by Grant Morrison and Keith Giffen in the art style similar to what he used in OMAC. Hmm. I could see that. It's kind of Jack Kirby-ish. It was a little bit more than kind of. Yeah. Um, I would also like to see a Legion book about the Zero Hour Legionnaires last seen in Legion of Three Worlds written by... Um, DNA. I want to see Shadow Pact get back together. That's my, that's my um, wish. I love the Legion superheroes, but Levitt's run isn't really my thing. Mine either. Okay, let's see. Um, who was that? Is that Zach? Yeah, so that was from Zach. Um, and then Christopher, Foxfire Arts. Is there any TV series that isn't animated that you enjoy that you feel could work as a comic series. Um, I think you think you can dance would be a good comic. <laughs> Do you think you can dance? Um, I would personally like Were to you s- about to start breaking into safety dance. No, that's, that's, that's you see the, that's how like the, the theme music goes. Oh, okay. You think you can dance? Something like that. <laughs> you said the flip through the channels. It's like, geez, I don't know. Is that I don't, show I don't still get on? cable? I don't get it's cable. TV. Jeez. Um, I would personally like to see USA series Psych. Um, a comedy mystery series would work well in comedy format since you can go case, um, go by the case and not have to worry about extended continuity. I guess by that. I guess Sherlock on BBC. Mm-hmm. See, I don't know. I mean, because there was a Sherlock comic at Dynamite. Yep. I don't know how that went. I think this one is different. Have you seen the show? No, I have not. Okay. It's totally different than that. Yeah. 
Speaking, um, speaking of USA's like sort of comedy dramas, I wouldn't mind seeing a Burn Notice comic. I just I don't think they, they would work. I mean, like Twenty Four, even when the show is great, great, great show, comic. Not so much. Nah. Um, CSI, they've done comics with that. Shield, they've they've done comics with that. Did they? They're, they're at least I have a one shot at least. Wow. I don't know if if I think because I literally thought the Shield, but I was like, it's not on the air anymore. <laughs> yeah, but that would be. I want to know what happens at the end of the Shield. Yeah, I still haven't watched the last two episodes. Oh. Um, Sometimes they work like Buffy. Mm-hmm. Just another day. Um, yeah, see that works, but yeah, um, but like X Files comics, not so much. The yeah. the Wildstorm one that they did recently was better. I mean, because the other one was by Top Top. Um, top comics, hmm. which is not great. Um, Again, if you get like one of the writers from the show to write to like at least help or consult on the comic, it tends to make the characters sound a little bit more true to life. But what about Heroes? That did well, right? Uh, the, the, well, they did the online comics that they collected, and I suckerly bought both hardcovers. <laughs> you fool! I mean, the, the first hardcover was better than the second. I thought um, suckerly—that was my new word. I like, know, like, like a sucker. Um, similar to a sucker <laughs> yeah so I just they just don't seem to work and I'm, I'm trying to think of like what ongoing TV actual TV shows there are that aren't like sitcoms yeah because obviously a sitcom would not work at all yeah how I met your mother in comics <laughs> I'm still surprised they haven't done like a Harry Potter comic mm-hmm. you know, I think what's on so. Fox these days I don't know so you think you can dance and I don't know if that's Fox maybe that's Fox. NBC, American Idol um, okay, hieroglyph on the forums. As of today, how would you personally rank the following mediums, superhero storytelling in terms of your enjoyment? Comic book, film, TV show, animation. The TV show is like non-existent. So. I think comics would be first. Um, film or animation next? Mm, That's a tough one. Animated films. <gasps> and then TV show, we'll have to see that show. Um, what's that Arrow. show coming out? Arrow or something? Arrow. I thought Arrow's a dog in Hawkeye. Arrow. Um, <laughs> Ganthet's War 20. What DC calamity is the worst in your guys' opinion? Example being the destruction mm-hmm. of Coast City, destruction of Bloodhaven, death of Superman, destruction of Green Lantern Corps, and so on. Worst so, in terms of like most catastrophic or worst in terms of in your guys' like opinions, crappiest? In your opinion. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. Probably maybe in, in I don't know. I mean, Coast City, the whole town, yeah, Bloodhaven, they're wiped out yeah but i mean that's like a superman off panel <laughs> yeah but like that's superman oh the hero's dead yeah we got four more <laughs> um <sighs> destruction of green lantern court i mean that was pretty bad i mean yeah Hal jordan actually killing them Hal jordan like, killed billions yeah, I so, think yeah that's probably the worst yeah. yeah it's like an entire planet's worth of people super g money i just want to say um you made my day last friday when i listened to your podcast not only did you answer my question but i never imagined you'd actually read my entire rant about how i was mistreated my local comic shop seriously my question was a mini novel and you guys listened to my gripes and groans you (laughs) rock and i'll try to be quick this week um with hollywood cashing in comic books left and right we have become very spoiled over the years However, being a huge fan of shows like Game of Thrones, Boardwalk, Empire, and Sopranos, I can't help but wondering if these pay-per-view channels are better format to bring comics to life. HBO has been creating great shows with um, – I, I just got – I want to make sure the podcast is still recording. <laughs> distracted. <laughs> oh, God, um, this again. <laughs> um, HBO has been creating great shows with big-name actors, great stories. I personally felt that Watchmen would have been a million times better for a 12-episode mini-episode on or miniseries on HBO rather than a feature film. That was that was the original pitch. Yeah. I know Hollywood <laughs> wants to make big bucks from the box office, 
Do you think uh, stories would benefit from becoming a well-made series? Also, what comics would you like to see this way? Personally, one of my favorites would be Invincible. That would, yeah. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> um, like the, I think The Boys was originally supposed to be an HBO or something like that, but now it's back, that. Back, back to the movie. Sandman was supposed to be mm-hmm. like a series. Oh. The, the thing is, it plays to different strengths. Like I think The Avengers was a great superhero movie because it played to the strengths of the cinema. When... A lot of times when you just try to take a comic book and put it up on the big screen like they did with Watchmen, it doesn't work because Alan Moore specifically wrote Watchmen to be a comic book. Mm -hmm. And it's like when you get too shackled to trying to be faithful, sometimes it can backfire on you because you're not taking advantage of the medium that you're working in. I think Chew would be great to have. like That's supposedly that would be an amazing HBO series. All right. We're like 20 minutes over um, time, so you're going to get through these. Crazy Flash Fan 11. Um is it remotely possible to adopt a modern arc into a movie like Spider Island or Court of Owls? I would say it could be. Yeah, why not? As long as it, yeah, it doesn't draw on years of continuity. Right. Um, it, mm-hmm. They could do that. If Scott Snyder ever left Batman, let's hope not. Who would take up his steed? Um, oh, that would which, be tough. Yeah. I, we don't need to answer that question. Yeah. We're not going to let him leave. <laughs> um, Never leave What would each of you say is the most overrated, underrated new series in New 52? I don't know. They really keep trying to make Red Lanterns work, and I think it's just like falling flat. Um, underrated. Um, underrated. I think Batman's underrated. <laughs> yeah, we we hardly ever talk about it. I'm trying to explain. Like, what do people think? Or what are people saying about Wonder Woman? Yeah, I mean, that, it's, it's really good. Is is but are they still seeing it as like, oh, it's just Wonder Woman? Or maybe Red Hood. People might still have a bad opinion yeah, of that. I, I'd say that's probably underrated. Um, what do you think? In your opinion, was the greatest Batman writer of all time? <laughs> Here's where we come to blows. <laughs> of all time. I mean, all time of all time. I mean, Scott's definitely... He's getting there. <laughs> um, Scott Snyder, Grant Morrison. I, think I, Jeff, I prefer Scott. I, know I, think, I think Scott's surpassed. I know for some reason it's not a popular opinion, but I think Jeff Loeb did an amazing job. Yeah. You know what? That's not a bad opinion. <laughs> no, I, agree. I think people agree with that. that okay. I think that a lot of people say that was like his last of his... His great stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chernobyl Cow. Um, thanks for doing the weekly podcast. Um, Is that a tick reference, Chernobyl? Get, get back to me on this. Um, oh, you uh, you tricked me. This is a guy with from Austin. Austin's books and comics. He, <laughs> he's covered his bases and asked in two different places. <laughs> Getting mentioned twice. Damn Chernobyl Cow. Or wait, or is it Ned and Stacy? Um, Savage anyway. Dragon. Hey, everybody. Greetings from Walnut Creek, the Dub C. Oh, hey. Like five minutes away. Yeah, um, I hope you're all having a stupendous Friday. Um, I have a question about Green Lantern. I have loved DC for years, read a lot of stories from many characters Batman, Superman, Martian Manhunt, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Nightwing, Teen Titans, and many more. I've never really been a reader of Green Lantern. Wow. I, threw, right. I threw in that one. To some, that may be blasphemy, but the couple of times I tried, I could never get in stories. I started Blackest Night. thought it was pretty cool, but It's not a great place confusing. to start. <laughs> never read Brightest Day or Sinestro Core War. My question is, other than John's series going on right now, what other stories would you guys recommend to build up my Green Lantern knowledge? Pa- I started with... Pa- Parallax? Yeah, I was going to say I started with Rebirth. And yeah. That, that, that was a really good starting point. Mm-hmm. I would say if there's a... Uh, there's a hardcover. It's a small. It's not. A, I don't think it's an omnibus. But there's some that have the like the very very first Green Lantern stories from like Showcase, whatever. Wow. 
That's a great place to start. They're a, they're a trip to read. I, I mean, um, I haven't finished reading that because I, I, I read that like, oh, like I think started like last year or something like that. Um, but yeah, with with Rebirth, you get to meet like sort of the human Green Lanterns. You get to meet Sinestro. You get to it, it's a good starting point. Yeah, I agree. Um, as a side note, he talks about Super G Money's question about HBO stuff. Um, he would like the Runaways, Marvel's Runaways. I think that would be I don't cool. Think that needs to be on HBO. You could put that. But on as, as far as like a, a, I don't know about network. Maybe. I mean, it doesn't need to be like adults. It, it really shouldn't be. In fact, no. that was the whole point of the book. But it's not everything on HBO's adults, isn't it? <laughs> like no? in terms of uh, TV shows, at least. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't know about that. Name one kid-friendly TV show on I HBO. I don't think there are any. Fraggle Rock. Remember that used to be on HBO. <laughs> that did used to be on HBO. There you you go. got me. Um, so we got it. Just be more. Um, Comic Sean. Um, I've been listening to podcasts for the last five weeks. Topics you have put forward give me a lot of food for thought. Anyways, I have three questions to ask. Hopefully, it won't take up all your time. First, for Tony, as a fellow Jason Todd fan, do you think that after the death of the family storyline, that Jason will cause some tension with the outlaws due to violent relapses in his anti-heroic actions? Um, I, I don't know how that's going to be. I, I think he's in a, a, a tricky spot now where he's kind of gotten over a lot of his anger and, you know, he, his, his being mad at Bruce for letting Joker get away with it. He you know, did he, give up that memory. It seems like he's still kind of pissed. Well, no, he didn't. Get, well, I don't know if he did give, get, give it up. Maybe he gave we it up. We saw it at the end. Cause yeah. He was like, take it. I don't need it. Yeah. But the fact that he, when he was in Gotham, he's like, okay, I'll answer Alfred's call and do the, you know, the talent stuff. I'll hang around, you know, with this uh, Batman and Robin arc. Yeah. So he's still hanging around. So I th- I think he's he's more he's he's ready to come back almost. So it's going to be interesting to see how his what happens with Joker if that's going to because you know he, he's I think he's possibly unstable. So yeah, um, we'll see how how he handles that. Second for Sarah, after the whole AVX event, do you think Namor should go solo or find a way back to the Fantastic Four? I don't think Namor can like hold his own title. I think they tried to do that. And I don't think enough people like respect him. Maybe give him clothes full time, <laughs> and boys will want to pick up the book. But uh, and Fantastic Four, I don't like him on Fantastic Four. He says the whole alliance with the X Men to him seems too random. It's not that random. I think that the way that they've been integrating Namor's like I'm a mutant too thing kind of works. Mm-hmm. But just seeing him like work for Cyclops, I think is a little bit weird because he's way stronger and he has like his own. Like kingdom, like kingdom. <laughs> so it's, it's I that part is kind of weird for me. But I I kind of thought it was cool, with the Illuminati stuff. Like when he was in the inner inner circle and stuff. That was a good use of his character. Even mm-hmm. though I didn't like the art, he looked weird. Looked like Al Bundy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he did. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Oh, he no. looked exactly like Al Bundy. I was can so never weird. unsee it. It's, I'm, I'm, dead. I'm not even trying to be funny. Like Al Bundy fun. hitting on oh, Emma Frost no. is just yeah. bad. If only Emma Frost had looked like. And she even, even she, I think there's even a comment Seagal. that he's, he smells like fish. Yeah, that, yeah, was, that was dumb, man. Um, there's a question for James. He's not here. And then he says, thanks for the time, guys. And no more fake Scarlet Witch vaginal talk. Oh, it's come on. too much. Um, Carnival of Sins Zero Zero. I've been wanting to start reading some manga, but I was wondering. Go to Anime Advice, man. What are you asking us? <laughs> I'm running out of time here. Um, and we already mentioned several this this episode. I was wondering if there's anything you guys would recommend. 
Um, uh, Death rewind. Note. Um, rewind. Trigun. Depending on how um, old you are, Gantz or Battle Royale. Speed Racer. Go watch some Ranma. Dragon um, Ball Z. Is we're talking about, we're talking about manga. manga. Whatever, man. Dragon Ball. Um, I'm not even sure if you guys are really into manga. Yeah, we, nope. we, we're talking about yeah. it too. I'm, I'm into it. Off and on. I have, I have a bunch. I mean, that's why I was able... I, I did a lot on Anime Vice when we first started. I like I, Pokemon. I, I wrote articles there. <laughs> Moving on. Pokemon. Also, quick question of Corey. Yo. Is, do you spell your name? It's, it's a bit silly. <laughs> is it C-O-R-E-Y or C-O-R-Y? It is the former. Is, but everybody spells it without one. It's E. And I've talked to people who spell it without the E, and they all say that people add an E. I think it's a giant cosmic joke on us. Okay, D. D'Angelico. Two unrelated questions. One, just finished reading Saga number six. Absolutely loving the series. Huge Brian K. Vaughn fan. There's an HBO Love all, series. All I his watch. work. Um, why the last man? But just judging from these six issues, Saga may be his masterpiece, in my opinion. What are your thoughts on Saga compared to his other work? Does it have legitimate... Um, it's just so different. I mean, it's yeah, but I love it's it. space. But yeah, I mean, it's good. Also, how awesome is Fiona Staples' work? It's very awesome, incredible. So, how does it compare? I mean, it's 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 good, but it's 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 different. It's a, I didn't like why the last man's ending, so I'm interested to see how this ends. And second, in last week's Batman, I couldn't help but notice how tech savvy and smart Harper Rowe is. Could it be possible Snyder is setting her up to be Oracle in New Fifty Two? So I think we talked about that. I also say I'm um, Harold. Maybe she'll be Harold and mm-hmm. design stuff. I think that would be a lot And hopefully likely. not have to live in a cave. Yeah. <laughs> um, and be forgotten about until Tommy Elliott puts you in a Lazarus pit. All right. The last <laughs> one, um, DJ Otaku has did a, a blog. I'm not going to read this whole thing because it's, it's really long. Um, so you guys can go to his page and read this. Um, it's do the economics of digital comics, comicsology makes sense. It's basically his and, – and I don't know if I should bring this up next time because we are so out of time. But basically, he wants to know, is it worth it to buy comics on Comixology since technically you don't really own the comics? So mm-hmm. if Comixology goes under, what happens to all the comics right. that you've purchased? The, so. this, is, this is a problem across a lot of digital media is like, you know, in, for game consoles, when we make the generation shift, do we get to keep all those downloadable games? Can we put those on our new system or will it not even play them? Um, Great question. Yeah, and so with comics, I that all depends on how much A, faith you have in comicsology, and B, how much like ownership of a thing that you've paid for matters to you. Yeah, because I, th- I think a lot of people that are reading comics digitally now, they're reading it more to read. Yeah. And they're saying, you know, I, re- I really want to keep up with the series. I you know, don't have the, the, the time or space to, to keep them. So I, th- I think... I mean, the good news is that comicsology won't just fold overnight. Yeah, so I mean, you, you will have some warning. You'll be able to to try and get some kind of like backup. I imagine. I don't even know if you you can because you need to play necessarily from them. Either way, like elsewhere, um, you even if comicsology folds, I can't see that somebody out there wouldn't build something that you could download to read your comics on. Yeah. I don't know, but like it, some I kind mean, of a program. Like, I just. I, if there's a demand for it, somebody will make it. I mean, what do the files even look like? I mean, how do you access files on your iPad to see where to, you know, what the Comicsology file for Batman number twelve looks like? It's true. So I don't know, but yeah, I mean, hopefully they're not going anywhere because it seems like more and more people are getting into digital, the convenience mm-hmm. and you know, their support, and I can't see Comicsology saying, "Oh, we're not going to do this. We're going to go make a website about cows." <laughs> That would be an interesting shift. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. 
That's it for our podcast. Woo! Are those all the questions? This was a big one. I think I got through all of them because that last one was a PM, and I got through the questions on the the forums, and I got through all the email. We got to know news this week because we did all all questions. Yeah, that's right. We didn't do news. I mean, I don't know if there's any Um, um, injustice, Wolverine 2... Uh, you know what? Just watch the news video. At, at the beginning of the week, there was some tragic news. That was. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, I know. No, it's it's. Yeah. All right, guys. We, there's an article on the site. That's great. Thank you so much for listening, and don't forget to check our news page for the news since we didn't get to it. And um, just listen to us next week. I guess. Have a great weekend. Bye. Yeah. Let's yeah, let's, let's do this. Hey, I want that on my full list. So we're seeing Batman.